The 700 Tapes podcast is meant purely for entertainment purposes only. They do not own the rights to any of the clips they're going to be using on today's program, blah blah. They are going to be using adult language and adult humor. And if you are offended by that, please stop listening now, blah blah. It's the 700 Tapes podcast, ah Starring Jasperino. Also starring Roman Alvarado as The Legacy. Uh -uh. Join two men on their journey to watch 700 VHS tapes. Hilarity is bound to ensue. Uh -uh. And now let's join the show. Dennis said his first word. He did? Come on, honey. Say it again. Blah, blah, blah. I don't say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we didn't say you did. Then where did he get that? Blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe sometimes you say it. I only say it when I say I don't say it. Blah, blah, blah. It was you! What is happening? I cannot be up during the daylight. Ah, it must be the young blood from Miss Lucy. Her blood is still in my system. Is it possible she has cured me? <laughs> yes, I am cured. Now I can be up night and day. <laughs> It is so bright, so many colors, and the sun is so warm. <laughs> Hello, young lovers. I could not help but smell your lovely picnic. Could I presume to ask you for a piece of your chicken? Surely, sir. Some wine, sir? I never drink wine. Ah, oh, what the hell? Let me try it. It's good. Master! Master! Renzi, look at me. I'm drinking wine and eating chicken. Master, what are you doing out in the daytime? Relax, Renzi. I am cured. No, no, you're not. Look. Ooh. I made a mistake. I've got to get back to my cabin. Ah! Ah! It's night time. But it wasn't real. I was having a daymare. Oh, yeah, I tell you something you may not understand. Empire. I want to bite your head. You. I want to bite your head. I want to bite your head. Oh, please, please don't scream. I know you think it's grand. When I fly. 
fly in your window. Just let me bite your hand. Just let me bite your hand. I want to bite your hand. And then I bite you. I feel happy inside. It's so delicious that my thirst I can't hide. I think you understand that I feel that something I want to bite your hand. I want to bite your hand, sure. I want to bite your hand. And when I bite you, I feel happy inside. It's so delicious that my thirst I can't hide. I can't hide. I can't hide. Yeah, you, you got that something. I think you understand. When I feel that something, I want to bite your hand. I want to bite your hand. Sure, I want to bite your hand. I want to bite your hand. Sure. <laughs> All right, what's up, freaks and weirdos? Jasperino here, coming to you live like a suicide from the Outlands of Arizona. This is the 700 Tapes Podcast, and I'm joined as always by my brother from another mother, my co-host with the most, he ain't afraid of no ghost, Goddamn right. the man, the myth, the legacy. Woo-hoo. Mr. Roman Alvarado, what's up, my brother? What's up, what's up, what's up? Dude, it is October. We are in the Halloween season. Right. I am feeling the Halloween spirit. Yes. Down in my... Let me get some church here. I'm feeling it down in my soul. <laughs> in your soul. <laughs> in your black soul. When Halloween <laughs> comes... <laughs> And you put out the jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> and the little kids, they come to your door looking for the treat. <laughs> well, I got a treat for you. I said, I got a treat. <laughs> Can I hear it in the back? He's got a treat. <laughs> <laughs> and that treat is called the 700 Taste Podcast. Hell yes. Thank you guys for indulging me on a little bit of a longer intro. But I had to get that whole I Want to Bite Your Hand song in because... We talked about this before. That's that album I had when I was a little kid. Yeah. And uh, the whole album is awesome. That guy's name that did that stuff uh, was Gene Moss. Yeah. And uh, the whole time I'm sitting here just fucking laughing. That was so funny because I knew as soon as I heard it, I was like, he's going to say, bite your hand. Right. (laughs) I want to bite your hand. Sure. (laughs) Gene Moss. Yeah, it was awesome. There's a whole thing 
around like horror, like the universal horror movie monsters. Uh-huh. Because they came out, you know, Dracula was 1931, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, all 1930s, 40s. Right. Well, you saw them in the theater, and then they went away, you know? Gotcha. Nobody had TVs. And then in the 50s, everybody started getting TVs in their homes, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you were able to watch Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, the Wolfman, in your house, the Invisible Man, and... It got exposed to a whole new generation of kids right. that didn't know anything about it because they didn't have the internet. There was no, you know, VHS. There was the, no other stuff. I think the only internet they had was in their shorts. Internet. Barach. Barach. He's here till Thursday, <laughs> folks. Try the veal. <laughs> Try the veal. Try the veal. He's here till Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> But, so the uh, the funny thing is with like the whole Dracula thing, uh, you can you can tell it's 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 based off of like Jewish comedy because right. of the the dialect that he speaks yeah. in. It's it all is, Bela Lugosi. Yes, totally Bela Lugosi, <laughs> who is actually Romanian, I think. Gotcha. And so that's where the whole Dracula thing comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never drink. Wine, 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 wine. I'm eating chicken. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah. So the in the fifties and early sixties, monsters blew up. They had modeling kits and cartoons and coloring books and little figures and little wind up things. And dude, if you look on the internet at vintage monster collectible toys Mm -hmm. it was huge back then it was such a great time to be alive i'm sorry i missed it because all that stuff's hella expensive now if you want to collect it especially like the model kits if you still have them in the box Mm -hmm. like wrapped up and everything not open like they're super super expensive damn but it's awesome it's a nice little piece of americana that a lot of people don't know about right you know revolving around monster movies and horror and, Mm -hmm. and i i watched this documentary on it and they really said that in the 1950s, you know, the creature from the Black Lagoon was your horror monster. Right. Because that was, there was a big gap mm-hmm. during World War II of horror movies because what happened was war broke out and there were more horrifying things happening in real life yeah, in the world in life, right. than you could show on, you know, in the, in the movie theater. So I actually watched this really cool uh, documentary Hosted by Jack Palance. Nice. And I can't remember what it was called. Something Monsters, Movie Monsters, or something like that. But I found it on YouTube. And uh, it was hosted by Jack Palance. And then the documentary was hosted by Elvira. So it's like oh. they were re-showing it. Elvira was hosting it, but he was hosting it. It was funny. Anyway, this is, as I said before, a VHS review podcast. We are all VHS. We are tape heads. We are purists. There will be no Blu-ray here. No laser discs. No DVDs, no on-demand, no video streaming, no Netflix, no hoodoo, you do, voodoo, <laughs> no uh, Amazon, whatever you do. Um, I have a VCR right in front of me under my computer monitor, and that's where I watch all of these movies. And soon I will be reading you the back of the actual VHS tape, because that's what we're about here at the 700 Taste Podcast. If you want to know more about us... Look us up on Facebook under the 700 Taste Podcast. You can also join our Facebook group by the same name. Check us out on Instagram on the IG tip at 700 Tapes. Check us out on Twitter, Jasperino underscore 700 Tapes. Um, we are on 
SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Yeah. Um, for your listening pleasure, everywhere you find... Soon I'm just going to start saying, everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Because we are going worldwide, baby. We're Damn right. Going and going. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, that's enough about us. What have you been doing this week? Um, to be Besides honest. Besides getting your hair, dude. Yeah, you know. Dude, okay, so Roman walked in tonight. He's debonair. I was like, <laughs> we should have took the t-shirt picture tonight instead of last week. Oh, by the way, you guys, the t-shirts are on Instagram right now. I have not put them on a website or anything yet, but there's pictures of them on Instagram. We have our most official 700 Taste Podcast t-shirts. If you want to order one, hit me up, DM me on Instagram, and I will make sure you get one. I will tell you how to get one. And... Roman brought over tonight and put into my greasy little fingers our first stickers, mm-hmm. 700 Taste Podcast stickers. It's the same image on the t-shirt. So I will tell you this exclusively now. If you go on Instagram and order a t-shirt from us, you're going to get one of them stickers too because I'm going to st- stick that yeah, in the mail with it because that's how we do you guys Yeah, at 700 Taste Podcast. We do you raw, baby. Yes. Got your sticker and your t-shirt hookups. Right here. Hit me up on Instagram. Sorry, ooh, ooh, I didn't mean ooh. to cut you off. No, you are Besides, great. I was telling everybody how good your, your uh, goddamn head looks. Damn. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I just knew that I wanted to do something with my hair. So I was like, fuck it. You know, I feel like I've been a caveman a little too long. So right. I had to do something with it. Um, other than that, um, I just, you know, kind of kicked it with the family over the weekend. Nice. Today, I literally did nothing awesome that's good you need uh, a like, break i was in the bed all day i knew i had to get up and uh get my battery changed right other than that i did that and i came here that oh, yeah. is it and, and that's been a great day and now we're gonna recharge your battery damn right and, and what you guys's batteries and, and you what what have you done all day and i'm going the opposite direction of you i'm getting more cavemanish. i have not cut my hair since the whole pandemic started and i don't think i'm going to damn you never, you never saw me. I'm about to say with the dreads, you going Jasper dreads. I'm not gonna lie. Once it gets long enough, I might dread the bottom of it. Badass. Up to because I can't dread my scalp anymore. The reason I got, I used to have dreads like a few years ago, and the reason I had to cut them off is because my scalp, my scalp was very sensitive, mm-hmm. and I had dreads for like three years, and my scalp hadn't breathed in all that time, mm-hmm. and it got pretty nasty, and I, had to, it was kind of broke out, and mm-hmm. I had to cut them off, but um. I think once I get it long enough, I could do it like up to my neckline mm-hmm. and still have an open scalp. That's like my uh, nice might be my long term goal. I don't know, but we're gonna start out with a little length first and see what happens. Gotcha. Last time I tried to grow it, it got about to my neck, and uh, I, it was requested that I cut it um, by the most imper- important person that could request it. So I cut it. <laughs> so we'll see what happens this time. Gotcha. But um, I actually, because we talked about this, I don't remember if it was Event Horizon or Ghost Ship, but we talked about us. Mm-hmm. I actually watched it. Okay. Remember, I was like, it's sitting I over think, there on Blu-ray. I just haven't I watched it, it was, yet. I think it was Ghost Ship. Yeah. Either one. But, but yes. I finally watched us. And uh, God damn it. Like, first half of the movie had me. I was I was gripped. I was in. And mm-hmm. then, I don't know, man. It kind of fell apart, I thought. At it the, felt like there were so many plot holes. Like, the last 20 minutes of it just fell apart for me. Like... When they were explaining why they were there and what they were, and I was like, "Come on, man! You could really like so going into the movie, you know, um, watching what's the first one? Not, Get not out. the first one, but yes, t- 
technically the well the first Jordan Peele movie. Yes. Yeah. So get out. He's good. I love his directing style. By the way, I right. couldn't say anything about that because the first part of them, I was in. I was like, I even looked over a row and I was like, damn, this movie's suspenseful. I was like at the edge of my seat, like, oh fuck, what's gonna happen? <laughs> it's it's one of those like when I when I watched it, um, I, you know, I tried to not have the. I had you know get out somewhat in my mind, but not at the forefront. You know, right. it wasn't. I wasn't trying to. It's a high bar, man. Yeah, I it wasn't really trying is. to even hit that. I'm like, if it came close, great. Right. But it was such a flat line for me. Like, yeah. I did not like the movie at all. Like, are oh, you like anything about it at all? Oh. It was. It was. For one, I knew I knew the plot twist already. You kind of figured it out. Like there was no kind of figuring it out. Yeah, it was you knew just... from the yeah. No, well, I'm not going to give anything away. Right, and I, I always I, say that and I do it, but I'm not going to do it this time. I promise. Ding 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 ding. No, but it, to be honest, just from front to back, I was like, I thought it was going to go a whole different direction. Yeah, and the explanation behind it all, I was like, and Boo! I think I know. I oh. think I know where you thought it was going because that's oh. where I thought it was going oh. too because I figured it out at the beginning too. But it didn't happen that way. But anyway, um, Ugh. terrible. I will admit though, the first half of the movie had me. I was like, oh, man, when they were running from each other and they mm-hmm. were hiding, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, this, this is cool, you know. But um, look, the first part, like when they're like in the driveway, you're like, yeah, oh no, like I liked it when oh. at first he was real nice. He's like, oh. and then he, when he came back with the bat, he got all I'm gangster, crazy. He's mm-hmm. like. I done told you. You see, he tried to he tried to nut up real quick. Yeah, he tried it was to funny. he tried to do it, and it was just like, yeah, right, okay. So, um, <laughs> did you kind of get the the social message there? Because I picked up on one, but I don't know if that's just me being hypersensitive or give me I, give me what you got. Okay, so I liked there was two things I picked up on. Mm-hmm. I liked the idea that because the main the main family, mm-hmm. the husband was totally obsessed with keeping up with their yes, friends. Keeping like, up with the he's got a bigger boat. He's got a bigger house. Mm-hmm. Oh, he just had to bring that boat, didn't he? Like, you know, and uh, he, that's all he was concerned about was, was kind of keeping up with them and having nicer stuff mm-hmm. and getting more, even though they're obviously well off because they have a vacation cabin oh, mm-hmm. on the beach, kind of, that they right. can go to in a nice, neat, you know what I mean? And he was able to just buy a boat out of a well, I might decide to buy a boat. Yeah, you know, so they're obviously well off, but <laughs> it wasn't quite enough, you know. But um I think it did a good job of showing that that shit just wasn't important. Yes. Cuz at the end it was all about saving his family and you know. Mhm. Cuz even when they were team with kids he's home, take anything you want, take the boat, take the whatever. And his daughter looks over and she goes, "Dad, it's not about the Boat. They don't want the bone. <laughs> the second thing that I saw that I drew a con- compare and contrast to was, and this might give a little bit of a way, so if you haven't seen us, stop listening for a second. I'm trying not to spoil it here, but right. you had the people that lived up on top mm-hmm. and had everything, mm-hmm. and the people that lived on the bottom and got really the scraps of the stuff that people that lived on top mm-hmm. and really no choice in how they live because of the people up here. You see what I'm saying? And that's how they're tethered. Yes. I, I you know. Yeah. And and when she was like, you got a loving husband and I got this because right. I had no choice because of what you did. Right. And then you got a beautiful daughter. I got a monster. You got Christmas presents. I got... Right. Cut on the hands or, you know what I mean? Like, we are a guy's ship. 
And the way she talked really pissed. I know why she talked that way, but oh my God. Uh, and you've kind of figured it out early because she's the only one that can talk. Right. They're also more like, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was like... Uh, <laughs> So like my so my biggest thing was again going into the movie, I thought what it was gonna be was we are our worst enemies. That yeah, absolutely. I thought, you yep. know, us as people are our worst enemies. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, I know um just in you know I and I hate to say in the religious aspect, um, but with me growing up in church, um one of the pastors that uh, my family was kind of under, he said the, you know, one of the most profound things to me, uh, well, and, I, and I, I can't say directly to me, but to, I guess to the congregation at the moment, he said, um, my worst enemy is inner me. Ooh, I Because like that. I know my faults. Church double talk right there. Yeah. I, dig it. I, know, my, I know my faults. I know yep. my shortcomings. I know what I like. I know what I dislike. And usually the things that I like, possibly aren't good for me right so i so the devil is definitely in the details yeah you know that's like the church double talk like <laughs> they used to always say you know when you're reading the bible and you see a therefore you need to find out what it's therefore there <laughs> <laughs> or the so, y'all gonna make me lose my mind <laughs> up in here up in here i think that was dmx <laughs> i'm like how do you take dmx right. and make it churchy <laughs> i did hey i quoted west side connection while i was preaching one time oh and everybody in the back went crazy because all the young kids sat in the back uh-huh but um no, you, you, I'm about to say, you, you got to tell me what you said. You, there's no way I got you it, but okay. I was preaching. I said, you know, there's a song out right now that says, if you're living on the west side of your town, make them bow down. But eh? I serve a God who says <laughs> every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. Can I get somebody? Yay, yay. <laughs> yay, yay. Can I get a yay, yay? Yay, yay. <laughs> so Yo, did you look Badass. Up? Thank bad, you. Thank like, you. look. Respect. <laughs> like, look, I felt it in my bones. Right, right. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, So, did you look up Jeremiah eleven eleven? Yes. Oh, okay. I did. Should I tell everybody what it says? You can. I looked it up. To be honest, so even with that, like, I, I couldn't see the connection like that. Like. Yeah, it made me think, well, because, so, I saw the sign at the beginning of the movie. Because the, the bum guy is holding it outside of yep. the. Yeah, and then when they, and I was like, okay, note to self, look that up right. later. Right, And then when they saw him again, and he, it's, it's kind of stupid because it's years later. Right. And he still has the same sign. But, um, I looked it up anyway, and I'm Googling it on my phone right now, because that's what I did last night. There it is. Oops. I thought it would come right up because uh, it was a recent lookup. Yeah, oh, and there it went. I got rid of it. So and then they saw eleven eleven again on the phone. I'm like, oh, they're really going somewhere with this, right. but they didn't. They never no, said what it, it was, said. No. So it did says, not. Uh, therefore, thus saith the Lord: Behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. And when I read that, I was like. Oh shit! Some shit's about to go down in this movie, but it didn't. No, and and the, the, I guess the evil that you know they're trying to foreshadow right there right, is right. Is definitely a beatable evil. Like definitely, it, yeah. It just it, like I hands I did not. America. I didn't get the whole hands across America thing. Oh, you're not old enough. I 
I understand. I mean, they kind of explained it. It was funny because when they showed it at the beginning of the movie, because it was 1986, mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, my sister did that. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to go with her and I didn't get to. And she only got to do it because she was a reporter on local radio at the time. Gotcha. And then she ended up standing next to uh, the mayor of Phoenix, Steve Goddard. Oh, nice. So she ended up holding his hand. And it was all cool. But yeah, Hands Across America was this big, stupid, woke fucking. It's supposed to be like back a uniting you yeah, know, kind it of thing. Was dumb. I, look, I understand that. But I didn't understand how that made, how that, the correlation between the two. Other than that's all she had to draw from. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It didn't make any sense, but there were parts of it that I really enjoyed. I like the idea of having to kill an evil side of yourself because I can get very philosophical on that all day long, like you were saying. Um, Yeah, and the fact that. it was almost looking in a mirror at your darker side. Yeah, it was. It was. It's one of those things. It's one of those things that. Um, again, I thought it was like like I thought the premise was going to be, you know, I'm my worst enemy. I have right. to, you know, defeat me to you know, finding a way to defeat me that makes me better or something. Right. Or using something against myself that I needed. You know what I mean? Something like that. You know, I thought there was going to be, I like an aha moment right you know like that had some you know something to to it it just didn't work Come across yeah like and and i'm i tried to be very open-minded especially going into the movie because watching get out i didn't i didn't have any i didn't have any you know any thought of the movie i went and watched it right so, yeah get out was just a like i said it was a high bar right there was he kind of he, for that to be his director debut, he blew his whole load right at the beginning. Yes, yeah. yes, for sure. Um, He's I know got something else the, coming out. I know this. Well, he just did Antebellum, I think. That's oh, was that? I I've been seeing that on Voodoo, but yeah. I didn't know that was him. I I think uh, you know the producers of, and they always do oh, that, like how they okay. did with the uh, summers, uh, uh, Midsummer. There we go. Like, which is amazing. I, by I look, the way. and I still haven't H24. watched it. I still haven't watched it, so yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Dude. it. Um, I think I just haven't you know been in the mindset to like anytime I think I'm gonna do something, I'm like yeah, I just need like you said I need to recharge, right? Kind of thing. So I'm I'm gonna before we podcast again, I'm gonna watch it. Nice. Just you know, just so I know, especially you know month of October, I think it's gonna be kind of nice. Dude, know? I'm excited because. Uh... We have officially kicked off the Halloween season. Yes. Here we go. Yes. We're bringing you Bram Stoker's Dracula, one of Roman's picks. Damn right. One of his all-time favorites, damn and right. I agree. Damn God right. damn, this movie's beautiful. Oh, man. I don't think... I don't even know how many notes of, pages of notes I have, but mm-hmm. these are the most notes I've taken for any movie we've done yet. Look, at, watching the movie... I, I think I've like, easily got 12 pages of notes here. Like, watching, and I was like... This might be a twofer, because it seems like it is Ooh. long. Damn, we have to. Yeah, we so, might have to go long because I don't want to sacrifice any. Yeah, I'm like, look, neither do I. But you guys I was just might thinking, have to hang with us. You guys yeah, might have to hang with us. That's yeah, all there is to it. Definitely. I was thinking definitely. a couple of these might go long, especially uh, later on in the month because I'm doing something different, mm-hmm. and I don't want to tell you what it is yet. Well, you know what it is right, already, right, but right. I don't want to tell you guys what it is yet because I want to surprise you. But we got a new uh, format that we're going to try out. Ooh, ooh. 
that's gonna it's probably gonna run a little bit longer, but I think it'll be worth it. And it's not gonna be something we're gonna do all the time. Mm-mm. Like special occasions, like you know, right. it's Halloween and every once in a while if we get a something that goes together. Like I think uh it might have been something we could have done with Ghost Ship and Event Horizon. Gotcha. Maybe something like that. Movies that go hand in hand or something. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I think I got easily Dude, okay, so I already had a whole page of notes. Mm-hmm. Two pages of notes on this movie, and I was 12 minutes in. Damn. Yeah, there's so much going on in this movie, there and so much to see, is. and so much to notice. Like, I literally was tempted to watch, and I could have done this, too, because I love this movie this much. Watch it all the way through, mm-hmm. then watch it and take notes, mm-hmm. and then watch it all the way through again. Damn. But I didn't have that much time. Right, because I'm like, that is definitely... It easily took me... Um, this is mo- this movie is uh, two, like two hours and ten minutes. Mm-hmm. It took me almost five hours to do all the notes on this. I believe it. And I was taking breaks and stuff here and there to run downstairs and and smoke or whatever. But, yeah, it's and I was rewinding and I was looking stuff up on the Internet when stuff came up. And, yeah, and there's a lot of trivia and stuff to go over here, too. So I was thinking maybe we should jump right in here without further ado. Both feet. Yep, and we're going to do a little thing because it's Halloween. We're going to call this... In which I will be reading the back of the VHS tape. You like that? (laughs) Yes. Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, and Anthony Hopkins star in director Francis Ford Coppola's visually stunning, passionately seductive version of the classic Dracula legend. In Bram Stoker's Dracula, Coppola returns to the original source of the Dracula myth, and from the gothic romance, he creates a modern masterpiece. Gary Oldman's metamorphosis is Dracula, who grows from old to young, from man to beast, is nothing short of amazing. Winona Ryder brings equal intensity to the role of a young beauty who becomes the object of Dracula's devastating desire. Anthony Hopkins co-stars as the famed doctor who dares to believe in Dracula and then dares to confront him. Opulent, dazzling, and utterly irresistible, this is Dracula as you've never seen him. And once you've seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, you'll never, and Jasperino means ever, forget it. Three Academy Awards. Winner of three Academy Awards. So my 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 thought of you just you know reading that off. Yes. They totally skipped Keanu. They totally did skip Keanu. Reeves. They they throw Anthony Hopkins in there. Yeah, Winona Ryder, Gary Oldman. And yeah, they did. No Keanu. Nope. Like dang. Poor Keanu. Right. He's on the cover. Though. For sure, his name's on the cover. Yeah. Everything. Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, Anthony Hopkins, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. <laughs> Reeves. <laughs> Revis and Butthead. <laughs> that's funny. But that like that that that's actually I feel like that's like a slight. Kinda, huh? Because he's as much a part of the you know, the the movie is I think he's more part of the movie than Anthony Hopkins, but understanding, oh yeah, totally. Understanding Anthony Hopkins is fucking Anthony Hopkins. But you got to remember, this was a year after Silence of the Lambs. Right. That's why I'm like he's. So that's why they plastered his name all over. This. In fact, when we read the trivia, mm-hmm. we're gonna see that somebody else 
pretty much had the role of Van Helsing. Dang. And Anthony Hopkins said he wanted it, and they were like, hit the bricks, buddy. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to just think, I'm going to ponder for a second. You know, anybody that would, hmm. Hmm. Who would play a good Do you player? know and you're messing around? Or do you no. Know? Okay. No, I do not oh, know. Oh, this is a fun game then. I do not know. You will never, ever guess who it was. Um, all right. You want a hint? Yes. He was associated with Star Wars. Okay. 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 So, when I... He, okay, he was in one Star Wars movie. Okay, so... <laughs> I kind of handed it to you there, I think. That would look if that's the case. I think that would be a good fit. If if I'm Who thinking, do you think it is? Um, 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 Nielsen. Liam Neeson. Yes. There yes. Go. Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> that's look. That's look. I said it because <laughs> of the the daymare. <laughs> daymare. What's a daymare? You've never seen Dracula Dead and Loving It. I've never. Dude, we. I own it. We're gonna cover it. Nice. I also have Repossessed. Right. Which is say. the which is the Leslie Nielsen. Uh, Exorcist parody movie. Oh, yeah, and it's actually got Linda Blair in it. Damn, as the as the possessed as girl, the possessed. which is hilarious. Yeah, Leslie. All right, no. oh my god, Liam. I almost did it. Liam Neeson. Neeson. So pretty much had the role I it said, and uh, Anthony Hopkins was like, I want to do Van Helsing. And he's like, Oh well, sorry, see ya. <laughs> and that's crazy. And it's sad because I think that was one of Liam Neeson's like dream roles. Like he Dang. was dying to do. Yeah. He, wanted, he wanted to but be. It, dude, it had to be Anthony Hopkins. I made so many notes Man. on how amazing Anthony Man. Hopkins was as a half out of his mind fucking Van Helsing. There's a part where he's like humping the guy's yes. leg. He's like, she's a whore of Satan. And then he, he's like, we can't do this on an empty stomach. And he was like, <laughs> she ain't no whore. <laughs> And then Mercy, for some reason, was in the 1800s in London. She was like, was somebody looking for me? I heard you needed some hard nipples. <laughs> it's really cold out here. Can you tell? This Transylvania. I'm only wearing a sheer pink top. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, our BBG. Dracula. The BBG on this is going to be good, actually. Come out to play. play. He's clanging rosaries together. <laughs> Dracula. No, but definitely. The BBG is going to be Come out to play. off the charts. Yes, absolutely. Off the charts. So let's uh, go ahead and pull up the old IMDb Bieber here. Mm -hmm. IMDb Bieber. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula came out on November 13th, 1992. So they're still trying to get that Halloween y money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Such a visually. Stunning movie. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, the first time that I saw this, I missed out on a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Because, well, the biggest thing was I went and saw it at the drive-in. Oh. I actually went, I was in high school. I was a senior in high school when this movie came out. Dang. And I took a girl there on a date. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it, the same thing happened when I saw Hunt for Red October at the drive-in. Mm -hmm. If the movie's really dark... Mm -hmm. You're going to have a hard time seeing it. Did you Have you ever been to a drive-in? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I always wonder because there's a little bit of an age difference. But 
definitely been to a drive-in. Okay. Oh. Yes. There's a smile on your face. Yes. Is that a story I want to hear? So there's Is that a story one. you can tell on the podcast? I definitely can tell it on the oh, podcast. Okay, okay. I saw, uh, we saw a double feature. So it was Men in Black 1. Nice. And I think You've Got Mail. Oh, sweet. It was, uh, it was or uh, something, uh, uh, what is it, Sleepless in Seattle? Sleepless in Seattle. It's, it's, it's the it, same movie, isn't it? I think so. It's I'm like, Ghost it, Ship and Event Horizon. It is. It was one of those rom coms. Right. So my uh, my aunt she used to live right around the corner from the, I guess the only one we have now because there's there's two drive-ins is that it we've the Glendale had. Nine was it yep. here? Yep. So there's that one. It was and then, Glendale Nine and Scottsdale Six. Right. So, Scottsdale Six is the one I always went to because I was on the east side. And I don't think they have that one anymore. Scottsdale Six is closed. The Glendale Nine is still open. Yes. I, I, and they're so, doing very well right now during the pandemic, which is really cool. If not, uh, what was the, uh, I was going to say Calvin and Hobbes. It's Hobbes and Shaw. Hobbes and Shaw. I saw that at the drive-in. Yeah, that's yes. cool. That's one good thing that might be coming out of this pandemic thing is the drive-in oh, is yeah. making a big comeback. I saw Men in Black at the drive-in also, and I'm nice. trying to remember what my double feature with it was. It may have been, it was a comedy. Mm-hmm. Did that come out the same year as Ace Ventura? Uh, no, 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 no. Ace Ventura is like around this time. Oh, was it? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Oh, was it? Uh, it might have been that <laughs> Richard Greco movie about him being a spy. I think it was Richard actually. Greco? Richard Geek. Gre- Greer? No. Uh, the guy that played Booker on 21 Jump Street, Richard Greco. Oh. You probably don't know who that. He paid. It's the the other guy, not Johnny Depp. Yes, the guy with the Johnny Depp hair that wasn't Johnny Depp right. and, or Peter DeLuise. Right. Um, he did a movie where he was a, a an accidental spy type comedy movie. Oh. I think that's the movie that played with Men in Black. Gotcha. But I don't totally remember. Or it might have been the movie that played with Dracula. I don't know. It could have been the movie that played Dracula because Dracula was a double feature too. Oh. It was always a double feature. Um, I saw Jurassic Park the first time at a drive-in. Dang. But, I mean, I eventually went back and saw it in the theater just like I did Dracula because you missed so much. Because I, I think it, it's such a, a wide screen and you're, there's so much going on around you right. because you're in a car. And it's, well, and if it's a dark movie, you're going to miss most of it. Mm-hmm. And I missed a lot of the visuals, visual, visual, a lot of the <laughs> visuals on this movie because mm-hmm. it was at the drive-in. I, so I didn't have a, a, a great of appreciation for it as I could have when I first saw it. Right. But I went again a couple of weeks later with a friend of mine and I was like, oh my God, that's a totally different movie than what I saw. It's crazy. Yeah, this movie was badass. It's just like Hunt for, like I said, Hunt for it October. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of the underwater scenes. You couldn't see anything. It was crazy. But I digress on that. But yeah, um, so yeah, it's like going back to, you know, the movie. You see a movie and it makes you think of when you saw it or Mm -hmm. something going on while you watched it or, you know what I mean? I remember not being able to see the screen that well. No, that's it because it And I was on a date at the drive-in, so I really didn't care that much. It impaired your... (laughs) (laughs) We're going to blame it on the drive-in and not the date, okay? Blame it on the drive-in. <laughs> Stranded at the drive-in. Right. Branded. So, mm, this movie was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Francis big Ford time, Coppola. Big time movie director. You may know him from little things like The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. Um, he did like Rumblefish. And, uh, dude, you name it. If it was a big movie from, like, the 70s or 80s, um, he did... Uh, Lionheart? Lion, Which was pretty much fucking... It was... Was uh, that Van Damme? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
he, and they don't tell they don't say his name his name through the whole movie is Lionheart. It right, is not right. whatever his actual name is. Um he did American Graffiti. Oh, he was the producer of American Graffiti, sorry. Did he do I thought he did um The Outsiders. He did do The Outsiders. Oh, it was a TV series. My bad. But um but yeah, The Godfather, Apocalypse Now, um, Rumblefish, which was a uh what's his name? He he did Sleepy Hollow? Wow. No, he was the executive producer. He wasn't the director, but he was involved in it. Right. Um, the Virgin Suicides, which is a funny Jeepers movie. Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. He was an executive producer of that too. One and two. Mm-hmm. So the I know the actual producer. I think he did uh, Powder, if I'm not mistaken, and he's like oh, a yeah. he's a fucking pedophile. I think. Yeah, a lot of people are pissed off and don't want to watch Jeepers Creepers anymore. But I don't know. That movie scared the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie to you. Right? Really? Seriously. Every 17 years, he's like a locust. <laughs> he's a cicada. Right? So, <laughs> this movie stars Gary Oldman as a badass. Winona. Dude, wait till I do the trivia. There's so much Gary Oldman stuff in the trivia. They're like, dude, this dude is like the actor's actor. Really? Yeah. Winona Ryder, Anthony Hopkins, Keanu Reeves of Bill and Ted fame that we just did a couple episodes ago. Right. Um, Richard Grant. Carrie Yules from uh, Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. As you wish. She was also in a couple of the Saw movies. Yep. Um, Is he the first Saw? I think so, yes. Monica Bellucci. She was one of Dracula's brides, which puts the BBG meter through the roof. Oh, we'll she's the, she's the first one that comes up. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that later. So, um, oh, I didn't do the... Uh, I got all sidetracked and I didn't do the uh, trailer. No, I didn't know how much this thing made. Oh yeah, I'll do the yeah, trailer yeah, here in yeah, a second. Yeah. But it had a budget of forty million dollars. <laughs> Opening weekend, it did thirty million. It grossed eighty-two million in the U.S. But get this, across the world, it did two hundred and fifteen fucking million dollars, which means this movie was huge overseas, and I'm assuming probably in Europe was right. where it was huge. Uh, but a $40 million budget, and you did it cumulatively $215 million. Holy crap. So, my thought is, so, you know, just off of the U.S., if, you know, if the if the gross was the 82 altogether, you know, the worldwide gross, yeah. do you think that's a flop or no? I say it's decent. I mean, they doubled their production. Right. It's would... decent, but it's not 215 Right, like, for sure. Not or what was the movie we just did one that was like, 20 million and it did like 310 in the u.s or something like that i can't remember what uh, it was. which which movie was that uh i don't remember was it evil dead i'm just kidding it wasn't evil dead <laughs> uh, it wasn't was it pulp fiction no no oh no it was bill and ted was it bill and ted yeah they did that much if i'm not mistaken it was a sleeper hit i know that yep so i think it was bill and ted because they didn't expect it to be so big right let's do the uh trivia because i have a there's a lot of trivia and it's all Hella interesting. All right, let's There's do this. so much trivia here. So, uh, producer and director Francis Ford Coppola explains on the DVD commentary that Mina and Harker's wedding was a reshot done in Los Angeles at a Greek Orthodox church because he wasn't satisfied with the the first shoot of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they brought in a genuine Roman Orthodox minister and realized afterwards that Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves may actually, actually have be been married yep. to each other because mm-hmm. of it. Reeves has since confessed that he often gets text messages from writer that read "Hello, husband," and they're both completely fine with it. It's funny. So that was that was definitely one. Of, I remember when uh, 
we were just kind of talking about the movie on one of the you know whichever one whichever podcast we've did on whatever movie uh-huh. that was one of the the things that i knew about it's either that or when we initially talked about when we met up at the the bar to even do the podcast. oh you're right if i'm not mistaken right. that's when we talked about it and this was the stuff that i liked i liked yes. knowing little stuff yep. like this because right. uh i saw winona writer saying i've been married to keanu reeves since 1992 right because of that I, and I think that's, that's hilarious. Badass. <laughs> Dude. All right. Since you brought this up, that meeting we had at the bar in Scottsdale, doesn't that seem like it was ages ago? Yes. I'm sorry. This is episode, what is this, 19? I think so. Next week, we'll be doing episode 20. So that's 20. That's a pretty good milestone for us, I think. We Damn started right. this in March of this year. Damn right. I think we're doing pretty good. Damn right. But man, that seems like it was a while back. It is. And we stood in the parking lot and talked for like two hours after Afterwards. that, too, like after mm-hmm. we left the bar. Back when, and it's, you got a lot of you guys don't know this. Just a little uh, fun fact about the 700 Taste podcast. There were initially three of us. Right. And uh, our other friend that we were going to have help us, he just had other stuff going on. And he lived kind of far away. So he wasn't going to be able to. And I was trying to figure out how to get him on the phone or, or Skype him in or something. And he decided to be a loyal listener instead of actually being on the program. So shout out to you, Brandon. Um, For sure. Yep. Someday. Maybe. Maybe that we bring on a third person. There we go. I've been trying hard as hell to figure out how to get a guest star on here because I want to get somebody on as a guest. Just like one episode maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I figured out I can just plug my phone into the soundboard and I think we can just have a phone conversation with somebody that calls in. Even just to bring them in. Like I was trying to get um, um, my buddy from the Creepy Crap podcast, Mm -hmm. Daniel, on. Mm Mm-hmm. To talk about Halloween in Australia for Damn. one of our Halloween episodes, and then he was like, "They really don't do shit for Halloween in Australia because it's an basically American an American thing. holiday." Yeah, gotcha. so but and he loves Halloween, but he doesn't get a lot of Halloween there, which sucks. I thought you were going to say they walk on the other side of the street. Oh well, the toilet when you flush it, it goes <laughs> right. the other way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Gary Oldman hired a singing coach to help him lower his voice by an octave. To help him give Dracula a more sinister quality. That's badass. It's pretty cool, man. Um, at the first cast meeting, um, called by producer and director Francis Ford Coppola, he got all the principal actors and actresses to read the entire Bram Stoker novel out loud to get a feel for the story. Anthony Hopkins says it took two whole days to complete. Sir. And let me tell you, dude. You, for, you forgot, sir. Sir Anthony Hopkins, uh-huh. sir. Uh-huh. Sir Anthony Hopkins, sir. <laughs> Just kidding. Um... That, have you ever read Bram Stoker's Dracula? I've, it I've is a had. snoozer. Really? It is boring. And um, because it's all done in letters and transcripts, and it's telling the story through that. Oh. And it's bad. Mary Shelley's Dracula, or Dracula, Frankenstein, mm-hmm. is awesome. Huh. Bram Stoker's Dracula is a little boring. It's gotcha. a hard read. It's no, a hard it's, read. It's a hard read, okay. Yeah. So do you do you feel like they've pulled the best out of this yes they definitely they definitely pulled the best out and dude this movie's phenomenal i love it so much so anyway um during pre-production of the movie francis ford coppola came up with the idea that when in the presence of a being such as a vampire the laws of physics don't work correctly that is why shadows often act independently of the figures casting them why rats can run along the ceiling upside down and why liquid drips up 
all stuff I made note of in the in the notes. It's badass. Uh, but it's dude, I love that Dracula's shadow is a character in and of in itself. itself. Yes, and he's always trying to choke somebody here, you know, knocking shit over. Yeah, dude, I wrote that too. Like mm-hmm. He knocks the ink thing over. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, during the shaving scene, the walls of the set gradually move inward to create a subliminal growing sense of claustrophobia. So much stuff was done on this movie for the visual effect. Um, $40 million in 1992. Shit. Right? Um, Sheesh. When Mina recalls her previous life as Elizabeth, she says she remembers a land beyond a great forest. Land beyond the forest is the literal meaning of Transylvania. Damn. That's cool. I thought you were going to say like land before time. You know, like oh Littlefoot and all them. Oh my God. Sharktooth. <laughs> I don't know anything about those movies. I couldn't get into those. Uh, My kids liked them, but I never really. There were certain stuff I would always certain stuff I would sit down and watch with them, like Toy Story mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Shrek. You got a friend in right. me. Dude, I love Toy Story too. Oh. Quite possibly one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> and dude, that oh my god, I love them because I'm a collector, right, I'm a right, toy right, collector. Right, so right. it was it really hit home for me. Anyway, Gary Oldman was drunk the night they filmed the scene where he had to lick blood from Keanu Reeves' straight razor. The scene was filmed after midnight, which added to the spirit of the scene and helped put the cast in the proper mood. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Um, Francis Ford Coppola openly criticized his own reasoning for casting Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker. According to him, he needed a young hot star that would connect with the girls, with the ladies. Whoa. Right. And then when he gave him the, the part, he was like, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> get this, Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder did not get along well at, at all during filming. The rest of the cast was shocked because the two had been friendly during rehearsals, then came back from a break in the schedule, seemingly hating each other, with no indication given then or later as to what happened. The love boat. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. And I was making the little international sign to you. <laughs> the little... <laughs> right. Somebody, oh. uh, yeah, that's totally like, okay. You go, Gary Oldman. The crazy thing is, I've never been like a Winona Ryder fan. Oh, she's, yeah. She's always been... I am like, the absolute opposite of I you. Know, <laughs> I know. Like, of course, Newt. Um, Heathers. Uh, oh, oh my, Dude. Yeah, I'm all about the Winona. That and she's a fucking klepto. Right? How are you making all this money in your klepto? And then she was an awesome goth in Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was always a huge. Some people, it's just about the thrill, man. I see. Um, Gary Oldman said that when he first read the script, he decided it would be worth doing the movie just so he could feel what it would be like to say, I've crossed oceans of time to find you to someone. <laughs> Look. That that's fucking badass. Look, that just that line, right? Is is look, I'm a hopeless romantic. Oh yeah, me too. So hearing that, it's like it's fucking badass. Some of the some of the things I'm gonna have to say about certain parts of this movie, I'm not gonna sound like a hopeless romantic, but I'm a hopeless romantic. <laughs> look, it, it, look, it's because like just that alone, it shows that you know we as people turn into the worst thing for love, right? <laughs> So, Liam Neeson was considered for and very much wanted the role of Professor Abraham Van Helsing, but after Sir Anthony Hopkins, still writing the success of Science of the Lambs, showed interest in the role, Neeson was ultimately turned down. That's so sad. Damn. Like, hit the bricks. 
I think he would have been a good one. But Liam Neeson got him back years later because Anthony Hopkins was going to be in Star Wars Episode One. Who's the joke on now? It's still on Liam Neeson. No, because <laughs> to be honest, like, man, Anthony Hopkins in a Star Wars movie? No. You don't think so? As like an Anthony as, Hopkins is too good for a Star Wars movie. You think so? Well, any not the first three, not th- the episode first. four, five, and six, maybe, mm-hmm. but anything after the the initial trilogy gotcha. is. I'm, fight me, it's garbage. Anything after the initial trilogy is garbage. Even all the way up to nine. Yes, mm-hmm. I haven't even seen the Skywalker one because I know it's going to be trash. Like, yeah, um, I fell asleep during Rogue One. The Rogue One was badass. It was. Uh, I fell asleep. I read. The, I read the book, and I love the book. And they, yeah, they ruined the canon for me. And I'm just, yeah, maybe I'm too old to get it. But after the whole Jar Jar Binks incident, like, I was like, "Fuck you all, and your frequent your prequels, and your sequels, and your frequels, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Fuck you all. <laughs> There's only one trilogy. Can you be? Can you be a Trekkie and a Star Wars geek? Yes. You sure? I mean, I'm more of a Trekkie than a Star Wars geek because huh? I only like the the first trilogy. Okay. But you sure? I agree with Randall and Clerks too. There's only one return, and it's of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, legit. Empire's still the best one, though. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Empire Strikes Back is the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Okay. So it's got a kind Nostalgia. of a little special part, okay. special place okay. in my heart. And then we went and saw Jedi when it came out. So you know, it's kind of a special thing to me. But I still love Star Trek more than Star Wars. Fight me on that too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I said it. <laughs> You can't phase one out. Right. <laughs> uh, Francis Ford Coppola and the special effects team consulted with a professional magician to achieve the effects of Dracula's brides rising up from the bed. And God bless him for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the scene of Lucy getting back into her coffin in the underground crypt was shot in reverse to give it an eerie quality. That's I love the visual shit they did. That's badass. Because it is definitely one of those... <laughs> right. The, the one they did really good on that that I remember was um, the Kevin Bacon movie you bought me. Uh, uh, Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes. Mm-hmm. With that whole part where she's walking forward, but you can tell she had oh, been yeah. walking in reverse. And Look, that, that eerie-ass <laughs> walk. Oh, my gosh. Right. I don't know what that is, but woo-wee. We might have to. We're going to have to do Stir of Echoes here pretty soon. We, we're going to have to space out a little bit because I don't want to hit somebody with something that spooky right after Halloween because we already got our Halloween episodes. In fact, I'm thinking of a really funny comedy to do, like the in first between. one. Well, the first one in November. Gotcha. The first episode in November right after Halloween. Mm-hmm. I'm debating whether to do a really funny episode or just do another horror one and be like, Halloween's over when I say it's over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this one's kind of long, so bear with me. Francis Ford Coppola was insistent that he didn't want to use any kind of elaborate special effects or computer trickery when making the movie. I love this. He initially was giving a standard visual effects team, but they told him that the things he wanted to achieve were impossible without using modern digital technology. Coppola disagreed and fired them, replacing them with his 29-year-old son, Roman, who sat about... Who set about who sat across the t- table for me? Who set about <laughs> achieving some of the effects by using old school cinematic trickery? A thorough exploration of these effects can be found on the 2007 special edition DVD, and in 
in the in the camera the naive visual effects of Bram Stoker's Dracula featurette, and in the heat of dark, the heart of darkness article from Cinefax magazine. But some of the most interesting examples include when sitting in the train on his way to Transylvania, Jonathan Harker is looking at a map which appears superimposed on his face. This was a live effect achieved simply by projecting the image of the map into Keanu Reeves' face on set. In the same scene, outside the window, Dracula's eyes mysteriously appear in the sky, watching Harker as he travels. This was achieved by combining three separate shots. First, the shot of Gary Oldman's eyes was done with him wearing special makeup so that only his eyes would be visible and the image was projected onto the sky backdrop. The next shot involved the projection of the eyes onto the backdrop of the Carpathian Mountain set, making it appear as if two eyes are appearing in the sky. Then a shot was taken of Reeves sitting in the train with the combined background eye shot rear projected through the window. Another shot in the sequence involves a close-up of Harker's journal with the train appearing to travel along the top of the book, blowing smoke across the pages. I love that effect. This was a forced perspective shot using a huge book and a tiny miniature model train. After arriving in Transylvania, Harker is met by Dracula's carriage, and the driver seemed to magically reach out of it and lift Harker into the carriage. This shot was achieved by having the writer, Gary Oldman, sitting on a camera crane which reached out and brought him towards Reeves. At the same time, the camera was moved to the right, so it appeared as if the writer's hand wasn't actually stretching, but was simply defying physics. For the lift, Reeves was also standing on a fake floor, which was a movable rostrum, which raised him up into the carriage. As the carriage approaches the castle, there is a shot of the castle in the background as the carriage speeds along a narrow driveway. This was achieved by painting the image of the castle into a piece of glass and then positioning the glass in front of the camera while the shot of the carriage was shot on a soundstage. Note there, that is exactly how Ray Harryhausen made his claymation people appear in with the real people nice. in all of those old movies. It's exactly. Ray Harryhausen invented that effect. Damn. Fucking awesome. This is so cool because I love practical effects. Mm -hmm. um, the scene in which Harker is shaving and Dracula approaches him from behind without a reflection in the mirror was shot by a classic technique as old as cinema itself. The actor with his back to the camera is actually Reeves' double, not Reeves, and the mirror is simply a hole in the wall with Reeves standing on the other side in a portion of the set. That's Thus, bad. Yes. Thus, when the hand touches the shoulder of the double, there is no reflection to be seen because there's no mirror. I love it. When Harker is exploring the castle, there's a shot of some rats walking on the ceiling upside down while Reeves descends the staircase right way up. This was achieved by using a double exposure. First, the shot of the rats was done with the camera upside down. Then the film was rewound and matte box was placed in front of the lens as to ensure that only the correct portion of the image would be exposed. Wow. Fucking love this shit, man. Cinema magic. That's what it is. There's no computers. Right. No fucking CGI. Right. It's all modern, like man's mind, your ingenuity. Like this is... You think about The Invisible Man. Mm -hmm. That movie was made in the 30s. Right. And have, I don't know if you've ever seen the original Invisible I Man. Haven't. They've got him unwrapping the bandages and there's nothing there. Eyes floating around. His clothes. He walks across the room with just his clothes showing because he's invisible and mm -hmm. he's taking his clothes off. And this is in the 30s. There Damn. was no CGI. There was no computers. They had to sit and figure out with their minds how do we make this look like this and how do we make it look realistic? Fucking amazing. Wow. That's cinema magic at its finest. Wow. This kind of shit right here. And I geeked out on it, but I don't care.
No, so the cool thing about this, you know, watching this, like outside of like the the eyes in the you know in the and like you were just mm-hmm. talking about the train, um, I, I knew that one was you know shot like yeah. different. Other than that, this movie holds up. Oh my god! Like, like this movie is you know <laughs> a year younger than me. That's so funny. And like this this movie's badass. Right. Like, I love it. Like, and I like the. The little claymation stop motion. Uh, it's more stop motion than claymation, should I say? So stop motion stuff in the shots. Oh as yeah, well. like the shot with like an old school, one of those old school cameras that just flips the little pages. Yeah, man, this thing like this, it's a it's a visual masterpiece. Right. Like man, the, the blue flame is the only optical effect in the whole movie. Every other effect was achieved completely in camera on the set with no post production effects work. Yeah, and I'm like you see you see the blue flame like probably twice. Right. Like it's it's not much yeah. of anything. And uh they use red jelly for the blood. Gotcha. Um So uh Francis Ford Coppola said that although the three actresses playing Dracula's brides had agreed to appear nude in this movie, everybody on the set was too timid to ask them to take off their clothes before filming their scenes. Uh, Coppola asked his son Roman to ask them, but Roman didn't want to either, and he asked another crew member to do it. I bet you my Roman would have done that shit. Damn right, son. Uh, excuse me, Miss Monica Bellucci, I'm going to have to ask you to take your clothes off. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Not many people can ask you that, but hey. Oh, shooting doesn't start for an hour, but, you know, we might as well get to it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, make sure all the makeup's right. And, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to... <laughs> <laughs> Um, earnings from this movie were enough to save Zotrope, producer and director Francis Ford Coppola's studio, from bankruptcy after suffering the financial difficulties and, liability, and liabilities of $27 million over the last three years. The funny thing was, he had hoped that Godfather 3 was going to save his studio, and he didn't. No. They said, wow. said Godfather 3 was terrible. Dude. Terrible. Right. Um, so, they actually thought this was going to be a flop. Yeah, I know. Which is crazy, right? Well, hindsight being twenty twenty, don't get me wrong, but shit, right? Man, who, were they wrong? So, um, Bram Stoker's name was included in the title because uh, he has a tradition. Because uh, well, Francis Ford Coppola has a tradition of putting the author's name in the titles of his movies, like uh, Mario Puzo's The Godfather, John Grisham's The Rainmaker. Others have claimed, though, that Stoker's name was included in the title to avoid legal action from Universal Studios, who claim to own the rights to the simple title of Dracula. To be honest, I think it, it sets apart any other Dracula movie. Right. Because it's not just Dracula, blah, blah, blah. Right. Blah, this blah, is blah. The, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't say that. <laughs> this is the only one that actually adheres really to the book. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Every other Dracula movie is kind of a take on the original Universal Studios Dracula. Like, mm-hmm. we were talking about the accent. That's all Bela Lugosi. Right. You know, listen to the children of the night, what music they make, you know. That's all Bella. That's all Bela Lugosi. Um, in August of 2018, Winona Ryder expressed concern that she might actually be legally married to Keanu Reeves. Apparently, Francis Ford Coppola wasn't happy with their wedding scene in the movie, and Chief Great Authenticity reshot the sequence for Little Priest. We already read that one. Sorry. Um, at one point during filming, a double was used to portray the Wolf Beast version of Dracula when Gary Oldman suffered an allergic reaction to the makeup. Oops. Damn. 
So there's a oh Steve Buscemi was the first choice to play Renfield, but turned it down. That's the second time that we've got a Steve Buscemi right? turn down. How awesome would he have been as Renfield though? I can see it. Don't get me wrong, because I can totally see it. it he, he's definitely um, fucking and pretty much anything Buscemi plays. He's right. that <laughs> psycho, you know, off the wall guy. But dude, so killed dude it. Did, yeah. He's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's a musician. I think so. We can go back and look. Yes. What's his name? It's um, dun, 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 Tom Watts. Tom Waits. Thomas Allen Waits was born Panoma, California, to school to blah, blah, blah. Uh, he has two separate careers from 1973. LP closing times nineteen eighty three one from the heart I guess he is a musician mm-hmm. on Asylum Records. So I was like, interesting. Oh, okay, cool. But he fucking killed that role, right? Like killed it. We're trying to read described as one of the last beatniks of the contemporary music. <laughs> Damn beatniks. Damn beatniks. Anyway, um, yeah, Stevie Shemi was up for that role and turned it down. Um, Sadie Frost was nervous about shooting. This is the cool Gary Oldman one. Sadie Frost was nervous about shooting the ravishment scene, you know, the the werewolf rape scene. Mm. So Francis Ford Coppola asked Gary Oldman to talk to her. According to Frost, Oldman started whispering to her to get her in the mood. Nobody knows exactly what was said, but Coppola was amused when he found out. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you won't believe what I did to Winona Ryder over the break. <laughs> no, to Sadie Frost. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yeah. whispering to yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Get this. I found this funny. Francis Ford Coppola wanted Johnny Depp to play Jonathan Harker, but the studio wanted someone who was more of a heartthrob. Dude, who at that time in 1992 was more of a heartthrob than Johnny fucking Depp? Right. But it was good for Keanu Reeves, so... I'm like, I can't... I'm trying to think, heartthrob-wise, that that would work. Dude, Johnny maybe, Depp was the dude right maybe, back there. That was that was like Crybaby. Remember Crybaby? Yeah. You're um, gonna, because we're going to cover it, because I have it. Oh, <laughs> maybe uh, Val Kilmer, because did he do the... Yeah, Val Kilmer. Did he do the the Doors movie? Yeah. That was... Uh, no, I think that was after this. Okay, what about... No, you? it might have been... No, no, no. It was before this. I think the doors was like ninety ninety one. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. But um, maybe, dude, that might be a good after directly after Halloween movie, Crybaby. <laughs> it's got hatchet face in it. Man, yeah, I don't see Get how. This. Yeah. In an attempt to elicit more emotion, producer and director Francis Ford Coppola shouted whore and slut at Winona Ryder while filming the scene when Professor Van Helsing catches her with Dracula towards the end. Wow. And she was, she had, they had to keep cut, yelling cut because she kept going, I ain't no whore. <laughs> <laughs> they were yelling whore and slut and mercy like wandered on the scene. Is somebody calling me? Casting call for a whore. It's getting old now. I got to let that go. <laughs> Uh, the front of Gary Oldman's hairline was shaved for makeup purposes and to resemble Vlad. That, like shaved the top of his head. That's funny. Because he did have the five head mm-hmm. in that movie. Might have been six. Um, despite his occasional discomfort in them, Gary Oldman creatively contributed to the makeup effects when Dracula transformed into various monstrous forms. Dude, Gary Oldman was all over this movie. Right. Freaking awesome. So, um... 
According to cinematographer Michael Ballas' autobiography, Coppola's main influence and inspiration for the cinematography and visual design of this movie was Nosferatu. Nice. Ballas considers Coppola's visually inventive movie one of the his favorite achievements as a cinematographer. You can see a lot of Nosferatu in this. It's badass. It's really good. Um, Sir Anthony Hopkins also plays Caesar, the priest, who tells Dracula that, Dracula that Elizabeth's soul is damned, and he provides the voiceover sequence during the narrative for the captain of the Demeter. You could totally tell that's Anthony Hopkins yeah. as the priest. It's so it's funny. Because it's him, and it, uh, clearly it's Winona Ryder. And it's cool because they're almost setting it up like those three have been locked in battle for centuries. Yep. Because he even says, oh, it's Dracula. I've been chasing him for a long time. Like, he's all excited. He had a hard on right there. Right? Yeah, he did. So, um, Mina walks past an advertisement for the Lyceum Theater and Henry Irving. Dracula author Bram Stoker managed the Lyceum Theater, and Sir Henry Irving is rumored to be the one of uh, the primary inspirations for the character of Dracula. Dang. So that was a cool little homage that they put in there. Right. Like, kind of a, a nod to it. And if you know, you know, you don't, you don't. Right. I didn't know until I read this. Neither did I. So, get this. Originally... Coppola wanted to use highly impressionistic sets using only lights and shadows with minimum props. Instead, he wanted to spend the entirety of the production design budget on costumes. The studio, however, wouldn't allow this and ordered him to build proper sets. Damn. That would have been a very unique kind of like less is more kind of movie, I think. Definitely. Uh, Sadie Frost dyed her hair, her brown hair red after concern. She resembled to Winona Ryder too much. Good. So, I'm trying to find the one here that said he borrowed a lot of stuff. Um, the exterior view of Dracula's castle is seen in several shots from the approach of the road. It is designed to resemble tech artist Francis Kupka's painting, Resistance, the Black Idol. And I looked that painting up. That first shot where you see the castle and the carriage coming up to it mm -hmm. is the painting. Damn. It's exactly the painting. It's really cool. So, look that up, guys. It's really cool. Um, the painting of Count Dracula, which Jonathan Harker mentions after his arrival at the castle, is a self-portrait of Albrecht Dürer, a German painter, but with Gary Oldman's face um, put on it instead. Uh, the painting also served as inspiration for another vampire author's writing, Anne Rice, um, though she used her vision of a, a non-vampire character, that of Lasher, the spirit that haunts a family of witches in her series, The Lives of the Mayfair Witches, which I've also read. Gotcha. Um, uh, I was trying to find the one where they're talking about... Okay, so amongst those who auditioned for the part of Dracula were Andy Garcia, Gabriel Byrne from Ghost Ship, right. Armand DeSante, Antonio Banderas, and Viggo Mortensen. Okay. That dude from uh, yeah, Lord yeah, of the so Rings. Not, well, no, let's let's go back further than that. Uh-oh. That's... He's the devil in Prophecy. Oh, Viggo Mortensen. You're he, right. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I love you more than Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do that movie, too. Oh, oh that's shit. awesome. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, that's him. And then you have to think, Banderas is uh, interviewing the vampire. The Armand. Yep. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Several elements of this movie were taken from previous Dracula adaptations. Renfield, being Harker's predecessor, the characters are completely unrelated in the novel, has been used in numerous previous Dracula movies, starting with Nosferatu. Um, the scene of Dracula rising from his coffin for the first time is also taken from Nosferatu. 
Dracula's line of dialogue, I never drink vine, has also been used in numerous previous Dracula movies, originating with Dracula in 1931. The idea of Dracula's motivation for coming to England being to find his reincarnated love was first used in Dracula 1974, which was an awesome movie. Dracula, 80-1974, I think it's called. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking Dracula, 1979. The lunatics in the asylum rioting to signal the coming of Dracula was used in Dracula, 1979. Which was my Dracula movie, because that's the first one I remember when I was a kid. Because mm-hmm. it came out like when I was a kid. Gotcha. References to non-Dracula movies include Dracula turning Mina's tears into diamonds, a reference to the John Cockatoo movie Beauty and the Beast, Lucy's glass coffin taken from the various versions of Snow White mm-hmm. and the and uh, Lucy's bedroom window uh, taken from the Frank Capra movie The Bitter Tea of General Yin from 1932. Gotcha. There was one in here that they missed, and I'm going to tell you about it when we get to the line. Okay. There's a line they missed that was from another Dracula movie because mm-hmm. it was a less-known Dracula movie, so they may not have even caught it, but I know because I'm a fucking geek so anyway um there's way more trivia we could go on but we're going a little long on the trivia so if you guys want to check out all the trivia go to imdb because there's literally like two pages of it there's so much to this movie um so anyway right now let's go ahead and check out the trailer for Bram Stoker's Dracula. Nothing could tear me away from my Count Chocula cereal. Who's that? Good morning. Real Dracula. For real? May I have some? You can have mine. I'll sink my teeth into what? The delicious chocolatey marshmallows in Count Chocula cereal. Oh, yeah. And it's part of this complete breakfast, too. How about the monster for breakfast today? For real? Want to play electronic Dracula? You'll go bats playing this game. To find my goal, you must battle Wolfman. <coughs> then my vampire bats. They're tricky, aren't they? One of those coffins contains the gold. Take the wrong one and I fly out to stop you. It's so much fun. It will make you smile. Electronic Dracula by Epoch. occurred the frightening and shocking history of Prince Dracula and the woman he loved. I have crossed oceans of time to find you. Yeah. Dracul. There's a sinister, darker side to him. I find irresistible. I've never met any man with such a passion for life. He is unlike any man. What are you? Vampires do exist. This one we fight, this one we face. He can take on many forms. He is both young and old. 
can appear as mist, as vapor, as the fog. And he can vanish at will. Oh, my love. The power of his evil desire has no end. You've got to go to him. You've got to love him. She is a willing recruit and devoted disciple. She is the devil's concubine. Join me in eternal life. Your salvation is his destruction. Yeah. I want to be what you are. I want to see what you see. I want to love what you love. Take me away from all this death. mistake. He must be stopped. Dude, Anthony Hopkins is no joke. When he's like, make no mistake, he must be stopped. Right. Anyway, that, um, it was funny, that uh, video game commercial, it's like from the mid-early 80s. Mm-hmm. It's one of those little handheld video games with like the shitty graphics. You can even hear it in the commercial. It's like the Game & Watch almost. Yeah, because like well, that company was called Epoch Games. Mm-hmm. And it was like a little mini arcade. It was only, you know, yay big. You could still hold it in your hand and put it on a desktop or something, but it had a console, like controllers, a flat, and then had like a little screen. That's, oh, that's what that Dracula game was. I had an APOC game called Missile Command mm-hmm. that was the same way, and it made the same sounds, and I was watching the commercial. It's all the same engine. It's the same shit. They just put different stuff there. Like gotcha. With my background. game... On the right-hand side of the screen, it was a line of, like, Space Invader-type things. And then on the right-hand side, or the left-hand side, was your ship. And you could move it up and down and fire the little beep-beep-beep-beep-beep. Gotcha. Well, in this game, it's a little guy. And mm-hmm. he's shooting at, like, monsters on the other side. But it's the same exact oh. setup where they just switched out the images. And they had the same setup. They could just throw whatever they wanted to in there. Gotcha. It's pretty cool. I had a lot of fun with that game, too. I, I had it for years. I think I had it into my adulthood, and I lost it in a move or something. Damn. You know what else I have that I still have somewhere? I had a Sega Game Gear. Damn. Remember those? Yeah, I remember Game Gears. And they were huge. How about that? Those motherfuckers were huge. And they were heavy, too. They took, like, they took like six AA batteries, and they burned out in like half an hour. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. I had one game for that, because it's the whole reason I bought it. What game? Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, nice. And the thing was, they were kind of ahead of their time because the graphics were so much better than the Game Boy, mm-hmm. but they just didn't take off as well, I, I guess. Bet, I think they were just too big. The funny Literally, thing is, like too big. If, if it wasn't last night, it was the night before, I had a dream that I had a fucking PSP. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. I could, Look, I've never owned a PSP. Me either. They had the little disc. You could actually buy movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could watch them on the PSP. It, like, the, the whole PSP thing was dope, right? Mm-hmm. But randomly, it was random as shit. I was like... 
I bought a, uh, a PSP in this. I had a Game Boy, uh, <laughs> whatever the ones were that folded in half. Advance. No, Game so Boy. no SP. Whatever if it was, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I bought it when I worked at uh, the print company that I worked for that flew me around all over the country to mm-hmm. fix printers. I bought it for playing on the plane or mm-hmm. at the airport or in the hotel room when I was bored or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I took it to travel with on right. trips and stuff. And I had a few games for it, like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, of course. But yeah, those little game, handheld game handheld consoles. Handheld games, they, they, you know, like you said, before their time kind of thing, because now it's Dude, all on I your had phone. a game, an original Game Boy, and I no had... No color? Yeah, correct, yeah. The gray one? Yep. <laughs> and I bought that so I could play Mortal Kombat. Gotcha. Just like the Game Gear was Mortal Kombat 2. Mm-hmm. But I got the Game Boy so I could play Mortal Kombat, but I also had a bunch of other games for it. One of them was a Batman game. That was based, it was, well, it had the cover of the Batman, Michael Keaton Batman movie, mm-hmm. but it really, it was weird because he had a gun and it was like a Castlevania setup wow. where you're running, jumping on different and he could, things. he had a little pistol and he would shoot, and it was just so funny because, you know, Batman doesn't use guns, but right. in this game, apparently in the video game world doesn't matter. Castlevania though, to this day is one of the best video games ever made. I played the shit out of that. Hell yeah. Um, I've been wanting to watch like the anime series. The animated series on Netflix mm-hmm. is incredible. I would highly recommend it. See? That comes straight from Jasperino. Check that shit out. I'm glad you said that because I'm going to watch it. Dude, it's good. There's two seasons of it. Yeah, I and, saw. And there, it, you can binge watch it real easy because the first season, it's like six episodes or something like gotcha. that. But yeah, it goes really fast and it's really 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 good good so the previews i got on this tape um was i got the preview for in the line of fire do you remember that movie i, I remember the name but i couldn't the tell synopsis you it's a clean eastwood movie and the whole synopsis is he was one of the secret service agents in dallas when kennedy got shot damn and he you know so he failed pretty much right so now it's 1993 and some some guys heckling him like i'm gonna kill another president I'm gonna oh. kill him. So he comes out of retirement to try to catch the guy, but this preview is cool because it's showing a clock. Mm-hmm. Click, 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 and it says um, in front of the clock it says July 1963. When the second hand hits the 30 second mark mm-hmm. and starts moving up, it starts flipping the six over. So by the time it hits the 12, it says July 1993. And the whole time, it's the guy like taunting Clint Eastwood on the phone. So it's been 30 years. Yeah, so when it hits the 12, then it hits Clint Eastwood on the phone. It shows him sitting there, and he's like, not on my watch. Or he doesn't say not on my watch, but something similar to that. Like, not on my watch, punk. 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 Do you feel lucky? So then there was an ad for the Dracula soundtrack Mm. on um, CD and cassette. Damn. Yeah, you fucking know that. And uh, then there was a stay tuned after the feature for a special video game message. So I did, and I'll tell you what it was when we get to the end. Teenage Mutant Ninja. No, no, it was actually a Dracula game, <laughs> but it, it's kind of funny. Anyway, so we get credits here. Um, just the production, whatever presents. Right. So then, this soundtrack's incredible. Oh, the yeah. music is absolutely intense. It's Ominous. horrifying. Yes, it does. And they always started out low, and it gets increasingly more intense. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they show the breaking cross, the cross falling and breaking, 
and Anthony Hopkins is reciting the story of Vlad, how he was fighting the Turks, Mm -hmm. and he was fighting for the church, and young Dracula, blah, blah, blah. So then they show uh, young Dracula, and he's saying goodbye to Elisabetta as he's getting ready to go into battle, and she's begging him not to go, and then... He's got this red armor on, and it's badass because it looks like exposed muscle. Mm-hmm. This armor is so cool looking. So then, as he's le- he, you know, it's all kind of quiet, and she's asking him not to go. And then he busts open the doors of the castle, and there's a whole army outside waiting for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gets all loud, and there's just as far as the eye can see, like soldiers. And he mm-hmm. goes out to go into battle. So then they do this silhouetted battle scene of these guys fighting, and it's, it's beautifully done because it's like dusk. Mm-hmm. The sky is all yellow and orange, and everybody's silhouetted, and they're spearing people and impaling them, and the guy's sliding down the thing. <laughs> so then um, they show Dracula. Wait, 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 wait. I definitely got to say something about okay. the impaling part. So when they show him spear the guy, uh-huh. if, you pay enough, if you pay enough attention to it, you can see that it's on the side. Oh, that's funny. I didn't notice that. But it like the only reason I I noticed it is because I know those side shots. You know, like right. or like they'll do like the projectile. Yeah, they have the hose right on the other side of their mouth. Where the they hose. shoot it from the from the hose. You know, I'm good with oh, the hose. Man, the hose. <laughs> you know, Where they'll shoot it from at? the from the left side, even though the project. Right. So it was. It's that same like practical effect. Yep. So it. I'm gonna jab you through your shirt. Right. You know, oh, on yeah, this yeah. side yep. kind of thing. So I was like, oh, that's badass. Or you always kind of <laughs> fucked around with the broom or whatever, like you were in. <laughs> I'd always go cap- full Captain Kirk with it. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, Priceline negotiator. Right. So then um, the battle's over. All the motherfuckers are dead. Right. And they got Vlad, and he's giving thanks to God. He's like, thank you, God. I'm, I am victorious. He's, like, kissing his cross or whatever. Totally like a man of God. Like, I'm doing this for the church, blah, blah, blah. Right. So then um, Elizabetha's, like, superimposed. Like, that's what's on his mind, you know? Mm -hmm. So then they tell the story that the Turks, to get revenge, send false news of Vlad being dead. So Elizabetha's so distraught that she thinks that Vlad is dead that she commits suicide and they have this whole thing with her just falling off the edge of the castle down into the water. And then he, by the time he gets there, um, she's laying there dead and he's kind of distraught. Right. And then he's reading the suicide note and she's like, I can't live without him, blah, blah, blah. But this is cool. As he's reading the suicide note, they superimpose her falling Mm -hmm. and it's really well, it's really cool looking and um, he's all distraught, and then um, Anthony Hopkins is playing the priest, and he tells him she committed suicide, so in the eyes of God, her soul is damned. And this is where Dracula loses it. He gets all pissed off, and he starts throwing shit around, and, uh, you know, he fucking stabs across, and it starts bleeding. And so my, my thought with, with this part right here, because he's... Cause he loses his shit. Yeah. Like, he goes, I mean... Well, he literally, he's like, this is my thanks I get from God. He was totally... These 700 tapes. Oops. <laughs> Sorry about that. He is totally like, uh... Hello. I started this gangster shit. <laughs> this the motherfucking thanks I get. <laughs> I started this gangster shit. 
It's pretty much what he was telling God. <laughs> this totally, totally what I was thinking of when he's doing this. This is this was your. That's what you preached on, right? Right. <laughs> this no, motherfucking no, thanks was, I get. <laughs> that was West Side Connection. This, yeah. <laughs> no, but this part right here, like him losing his shit. So there, so there's a couple things for me, you know, like the movie's not perfect, you know, right? But you know, like for for this part right here, you know, because he of course stabs across and stuff, and it starts to bleed. I'm like. So there's blood in there before. I know it's all blasphemy right. and yeah, stuff it's like, like that. A, it's yeah, it's very metaphorical. I think right. I I I because he says I denounce. Yeah, he's like I denounce God. God you and know. He stabs the cross and starts bleeding. Then the candles start bleeding too, mm-hmm. and um, he fills up the cup with the blood coming the out of the yeah out of the cross. And he drinks it, and he's like the blood is the life, and he drinks it. And I said this was kind of like a black sacrament. Uh-huh. You know what I mean. And then that's when he gets all, oh, and he starts screaming, and you see his face kind of changes, like he's been damned by God. And then it shows, it's it's playing the music, and you get Bram Stoker's Dracula, and I put underneath that, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what a fucking intense, great opening for the movie. It starts right at the beginning. It, I'm like, it is know? balls to the wall there. Yeah. Like, for sure. So then we cut right to London, 1897, and it says four centuries later. So it talks, it starts out with Renfield in the asylum and he's talking to Dracula and he's like, master, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for you to show up. And he he catches a fly, like he reaches up into the camera and grabs a fly and he Mm -hmm. eats it. So then um, you find out that Dracula is buying property all over London mm-hmm. because you cut to Jonathan Harker, Count of Reeves, mm-hmm. and he's talking to his boss. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, Renfield is kind of out of the game now. You got to take over. And this is a good opportunity for you. And he pretty much tells him, you seal this deal with this count, and your future with this company is absolutely assured. And then this is funny because uh, Count of Reeves goes, what exactly happened to Renfield? And the guy's like, oh, nothing. He's fine. He's fine. He's just taking care of some personal business like <laughs> so i think you know for me it's not explained or maybe i missed it but this is a plot hole for me why is that because he's buying up property why oh they say later on i think they explain it because he it's so that he has different safe houses gotcha. within london so no matter where he is, he has somewhere to go. Because Keanu Reeves asks him that at the castle, but he doesn't really get an answer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why buy so many properties in close proximity to each other? Mm-hmm. Is it for the whatever value or whatever he right, says? Right. like driving the value up. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So, and he never really gets an answer, but... Um, that's why I was thinking it was a plot hole, because then they try to shift it over to... It is kind of a plot hole, other than it's explainable. But it is kind of a plot hole to where when they start destroying the boxes of Earth, it's only at Carfax Abbey. Mm. But it could be that he got all the boxes moved there and then he was going to distribute them to the other places, but never got the chance to. Gotcha. But that's something you kind of fill in on your own. So it kind of kind of is a plot hole if you look at it that way. Because what they do is they kind of shift the attention to um, Winona Ryder. Right. So, yeah. So then we go to Jonathan saying goodbye to Mina. And they have to postpone their wedding until he gets back. Because mm-hmm. he's got to leave, like, right away. 
And then um, they start kind of making out on that little bench thing. You can tell she's kind of like... Prude. No, you can tell she's <laughs> she wants it, man. She's the one that kind of jumps on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's very sexually repressed, I think. Think so? Oh, I know so because stuff that happens later. Mm. And then, so they sit on the thing and they start making out. And this is really cool because then the peacock feathers move in front of the camera. And then the feather turns into the train tunnel that Keanu Reeves is on. Mm -hmm. It turns into the train tunnel and he's going through and he's writing his diary. And this is where they do the superimposed. train on the tracks uh-huh. above his diary with which the looks eyes really freaking cool well now this is the part where uh the the diary's right there and the train's going over it and instead of the trivia it was a miniature train oh yeah 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 yeah. really yeah. really cool so then the coloring in this is beautiful it's all reds and yellows and like the sun's going down blacks and reds so then he's traveling to budapest in the carpathian mountains he's writing about and then when he gets the letter from dracula that he's reading about how he's waiting for him to show up. Mm. That's when you look through the train window and it's got his eyes in the sky and he's doing a traffic report. <laughs> Dracula with the eye in the sky. <laughs> it looks like we've got an accident on the I-10 going westbound. <laughs> you may want to use baseline or Broadway as an alternate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's got the eyes in the sky there and it's like Dracula's eyes. So he's like, uh, I like this because at the end of his letter, he's like, I'm waiting for you to arrive. He goes, your friend, D. D. <laughs> but that way he's like, D. Like, oh. I'm going to give your fiance the D. The D. <laughs> Big D. After I, give, after I give her best friend Lucy the D. The D. Anyway, so uh, then he's looking at Mina's picture. Like, oh, I miss Mina. So then we cut to Mina. Mm-hmm. Mina's diary. She's writing about how much she misses Jonathan, but she's proud of him. and um, She doesn't want to get too comfortable being right. over at her friend's house, even though they're rich. And- exactly. So, the, But this is how I know that she's sexually repressed, because she's got a copy of oh, yes. uh, the, the Arabian, Arabian Nights. Nights with, like, the... Uh, is that supposed to be... so? Is, is It's kind of Karma Sutra-ish. Right. So, I was going to say, is, so is Arabian Nights is Aladdin-based off of... Yes, and from what I hear, it's it's like a porno. Gotcha. The original, original Arabian Nights, Aladdin falls for Jasmine because he's spying on her while she's taking a bath. like Kind of like David and Bathsheba type shit. Right, right, right. It's really crazy. But we get to more of that here in a second. Fucking Disney. Now, right? So, now they cut to its night in the carriage. And it's all now, instead of the the coloring change, it's all dark blues and blacks and really cool looking. And Keanu Reeves is in a uh, Clydesdale-drawn carriage, Mm -hmm. big-ass Budweiser horses. So then um, he stops, and they're dropping him off because that's where the other carriage is going to pick him up to take him to the castle. Right. And a lady in the carriage gives him a crucifix. And he's like, what's this for? And she said, the dead travel fast. So then they pull away. And he's left alone, and he's surrounded by wolves and, and all these weird sounds, and they're howling. And uh, he looks up, and there's like a bat creature crucified on a post, weird-looking. Mm-hmm. And you can't really tell if it's a statue or if it's real. Right. You know what I mean? And then um, the black carriage arrives, drawn by all black horses, and it's totally like black goth-type you know, shit. And the carriage driver looks like a badass. He looks like one of the... The Fallen Kings from fucking Lord of the Rings. He totally does. One of the Ring Wraiths. Yes. Yes. There we go. That's the thing. And then um, 
because it's know the long arm Gary Oldman. Right, Gary Oldman's Dracula, but I think it's supposed to be Dracula in the movie too, like because he doesn't have any other servants or anything. You know what I mean? Oh, I didn't. So, so I think it's supposed to be Dracula in the movie too. Because yeah, I know in the trivia it says it's Gary Oldman. It is Gary Oldman because... He's an at Crane or whatever. I think in the book it talks about him not having any other servants, so you have to assume that he's probably him driving the carriage. But he does have besides, servants, though. He does that vampiric... He has the... the uh, I don't think the brides count, though. No, no, no. The no? the people that are putting the, the dirt in the, the Oh, boxes. those are the gypsies. They're yeah. not really his house servants, though. Those are the people in the surrounding villages. They're probably just scared shitless of him. That's why they're loyal to him. You don't think that you know they could have drawn a carriage? No, because the carriage driver does that weird magic Dracula shit where he reaches out gotcha. and moves him and like lifts him into the carriage on his own. Like they wouldn't have been able to do that. That had to be him. So um, Jonathan's now in the carriage and he's looking out the one window and the wolves are running alongside him. Mm-hmm. And then there's lots of fog and then he looks out the other window to ask how far it is. And he looks down, and the wheels are treacherously close Drop. to the side of the mountain. You're like, yes. oh, I'm just going to put my head back in right now. So then um, this is totally when, they're like I was saying, they're pulling up to the castle. Mm-hmm. This was totally that, that painting, the Black Idol. Gotcha. It's exactly the same, that shot. They did that totally on purpose. Look that painting up. It's amazing. It's really, really cool. Like I would hang that in my house. Nice. So then um, we get a shot of the castle and the painting type of thing. So then there's blue flames in front of the castle gates that they have to drive through. Mm-hmm. And that looked kind of cool. And they went through and then they disappeared. And then it drops Keanu off, or I should call him Jonathan. They, it drops Jonathan Harker off. And he turns around and it's, the carriage is just gone. And so the shadow work here is amazing because he's walking up to the door and even his shadow looks big and ominous and right. like it's moving independent of him. And then we get the first shot of Dracula as he comes out with the red robe and the white hair all pulled back and braided up. Mm. And he's like, welcome to my home. And he's an old man. Right. So he invites Jonathan in and they make a big deal of showing Jonathan stepping over the threshold. Yes. Like almost like you're fucked now. So I so I know and like I think vampire lore. Yep, I was going here too. Actually, so it, so it, it seems like it's the exact opposite. Yeah, because in vampire lore, you have to invite the vampire into your house. Mm-hmm. In this case, he had to invite Jonathan into his house. I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of cool. A lot of cool things have been done with that. The, first and foremost, of course, because it's my favorite movie of all time, The Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Never have invite never invite a vampire into your house, you silly boy. It renders you powerless. I'm like, <laughs> did you know that? Of course, everybody knows that. <laughs> so I think I think it's that, and then um, then th- this is just me, you know, kind of delving into it a little more is um. When he, you know, he tells them this house is very old. Right. It's kind of like, you know, uh, like and tradition. Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm letting, you know, I'm, I'm giving you, you know, free reign of the house kind of thing, and and I'm not gonna let the house kind of get you either. Right. I'm, you're, you're welcome. Well, because he tells him later, he he pretty much tells him not to leave his room, mm-hmm. and he's like, don't sleep anywhere else in the castle but in this room. Right. Like that was the only room that he told every you know, everything else there. Stay away from that room. Just leave him alone while he's in there. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of right. Rest, you know. <laughs> I've been leaving look, most look, my I life. promise you, I was going there. <laughs> <laughs> so the other cool one was um, the Fright Night remake uh-huh. with um, what's his name, the guy that played Bullseye and Daredevil, uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. They wouldn't invite him in. 
Right, right, right. Because he was vampire. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool. He, have you seen the remake? Yeah, I have. Where he goes out in the backyard, he's like, don't need to be invited if there's no house. And he rips out the gas line and blows the house up. <laughs> Look. Freaking awesome. Shit like that. It's sad that I remember the vampire's character's name is Jerry Dandridge. <laughs> but I don't remember Colin Farrell's name. It's great. <laughs> anyway. If I'm not mistaken, he's like Irish. Colin Farrell? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. He is like, you know. Like, the, totally. It's hard. Top of the morning to you, yes. Irish. Yeah. Yes. Like, he'll break a beer bottle and try to stab you with an Irish. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> so then Dracula's walking, and his long-ass cape is badass. It's, like, trailing behind him like he's fucking Batman. And then there's a, or a spawn, I should say. Spawn. Like he's spawn. spawn. Um, and there's a portrait hanging up of him young. Mm-hmm. And that's that portrait of that medieval painter or whatever. Or not medieval, but with uh, what's Gary Oldman's With Gary Oldman's face, face over it. And I looked that painting up, too, and it is the exact same painting. Damn. But, um... It's funny because Jonathan Harker's sitting at one of the long banquet tables, like at the very end. So he looks very small. Mm-hmm. And I think that was done on purpose, too. And he's eating. And Dracula's like, uh, forgive me for not joining you. I have already dined. You know, like I already sucked out somebody's blood, man. So then uh, he asked, uh, Jonathan Harker asked if the portrait is a relative or an ancestor because mm-hmm. he sees the resemblance. And he's like, oh, yes, uh, we're. Members of the Order of the Dracul, defenders of the church. And he goes, but we were not always successful. And then Harker kind of... He said it wasn't an easy job or something like well, that. Well, Yeah, and he goes, we weren't always successful. And he politely chuckles like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> and I think it was just a nervous, polite, like, <laughs> okay. Right. But Dracula loses his shit and draws a sword out of nowhere. Where the fuck did that sword come from? <laughs> Out of nowhere, and he's pointing it at him, and he's like, it's no laughing matter. He went in like a whirlwind. And he's talking about his bloodline. He's like, the blood that runs through these veins. And what did he say? Like, was there a witch or a monster that did not fear the name Dracul or whatever? And then he's like, blood is precious. And then um, he says he is the last. Of his kind. Of his kind. Mm -hmm. And um, he must be talking about the last of his kind, like the family bloodline. Because there's other vampires. It, there definitely is other vampires. You think, know what I mean? I think he meant like the last of the, you know, of the his, dragon. Yes, I think that's it too. Because here was my thought. I think that whole countryside was crawling with all kinds of different monsters and vampires. Gotcha. I think those wolves that were chasing the fucking thing, mm-hmm. I think those were the brides. Because I think there were three of them. Possibly. I, I, I think I, those were his brides. And I think that that thing that was crucified up on that post thing was a vampire too. Like, I think that whole countryside is just rife, rife. I'm telling you with blood suckers. <laughs> in fact, we have suspicions that ghouls and werewolves hold positions in city council. That's another movie. Anyway. Um, so then Jonathan apologizes. Was that, was that vampire in Brooklyn? No, that was uh, <laughs> Lost Boys. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, that's a good movie. Too. I love, dude, look, that's an underrated vampire. For sure. Eddie Murphy was badass. For, look, movie. for sure. But, you know, there's vampires and ghouls in that one. Right. And and higher officials and shit like Better that. Better get yourself a garlic t-shirt, buddy. I can't get off <laughs> the of Lost Boys. The big-ass werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm... <laughs> R.I.P. to Pops, man. Oh R.I.P. to him. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Every time I'm in Transylvania, you in Transylvania. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking all the butch. Fucking all the Jackless <laughs> brides. 
the word for today is vampire. I like drinking blood. I like vampire bitches. <laughs> is that Nosferatu? How you spell it? N O N O S Ferratu. F O Sachi. I'm sorry. What I just you, had to do it. What you doing with that blood? I'm throwing this away. You better put some water on that better, shit. You better put some water on that shit. <laughs> oh, man. He comes out of his coffin. He's like, I don't, I don't recommend anybody going there for 35, 45 minutes. <laughs> so great. So anyway, um, so now they're signing the documents for Carfax Abbey. And he's putting his seal on it and everything. They're making it all official. Mm -hmm. So now Dracula can look into any car he buys and know exactly what kind of maintenance it's had on it. Right. And stuff. Cause <laughs> it's a Carfax. Carfax. I'm so glad you got that. I was so afraid that joke was going to fall flat. Uh, I got car, it. The car Fox was there and he was all pissed off. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, <laughs> this is when you notice that Dracula's shadow is not moving along with him. It's moving independent of him. Like, it's doing its own thing. And um, he has bought 10 houses all over London. And that's when he asked him, like, why are you buying 10 houses everywhere? And he's like, shut up, kid. <laughs> but that's when he looks down and he sees Mina's picture. Mm -hmm. And he asks Keanu Reeves, do you believe in destiny? Right. Because he sees that she looks just like his lost love, Elisabetta. So then he reaches for the picture. This is the cool part. He reaches for the picture, and his shadow knocks over the ink bottle. Mm -hmm. Not his hand. His shadow knocks over the ink bottle. I thought that was really cool. So he's looking at Mina's picture, and Jonathan says they're going to be married. And as he's saying that, Dracula's shadow is reaching out like he's choking choke him. him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, Ooh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> My girl. My girl. My bitch. <laughs> So then um, he tells him to write letters to everyone he cares about, saying he's going to be staying there for about a month. Mm -hmm. And Jonathan Archer's like, a month? What the hell? Like, why? And he's like, just do it. Well, now we know he's trying to get him out of the picture. So and he I can... won't take no for an answer. Yeah, he goes, I insist. Like, with, gonna... with no rebuttal or something yes, like that. Yeah, he like, said something very right? like, don't do it. He said, say what one more goddamn time. <laughs> so then um, Mina... <laughs> Here's the part where you were talking about where Mina's staying with Lucy and she's writing in her Wait, diary. wait, wait, wait. So, um, if I'm not mistaken, and so the the ink hits the picture. And it starts covering it. Yes. Yeah. And I, if I'm not mistaken, by the time he closes it, it's probably all gone. Yeah, like, he got rid of it somehow. Like like, the, the picture is, is covered in ink then. So I can't see her, you can't see her kind of thing. Oh, you're right. I always thought you were saying he got rid of the ink, because I thought he got rid of the ink. No, well, well, I... That actually makes sense, because later on, remember, he's like, don't see me. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, okay, see me. Mm -hmm. like, that makes... Oh, my God, that's a good... Because yeah. every time I've watched the movie, I'm, I've, I, it always catches my attention. I'm like... Right. Because they make a big deal about the shadow <laughs> knocking over the ink. Yeah. You know, it is... It is a, it's one of those things, of course, you see the shadow independently from... I thought it was funny, too, because we're talking about shadows being independent and everything. Mm -hmm. On us, 
Mm-hmm. The other ones were calling themselves the shadows because mm-hmm. they were the shadows of the people. I was like, oh, they're kind of bring it around. Boring, you know, and, boring, yeah. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, the the picture is like blotted out then yes. by the ink. Yeah, you're right. So I when I what I get like from that, Jonathan can't look at her no more. Yes. So there, take that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got almost out of sight, out of mind kind yeah. of thing. My bitch. Right. You can't see and her. Yeah, he tells him when he says they're going to be married. Because I'm sure. She'll be a faithful wife, and you'll make a faithful husband, or something like. We'll see about that when I release my bitches on you. Look on some Al Pacino type shit, right? You know, devil's you know right. advocate. <laughs> well, fuck your wife. Yep, and she's gonna <laughs> like it. <laughs> so then, uh, so now Mina's staying with Lucy mm-hmm. while Jonathan's away, right? And she's very well off. Mm-hmm. So she's writing in her diary about. Jonathan's worried I'm going to get used to this rich lifestyle and that you the know, cool I'm not thing about this him. about that shot is the opposite you know contrast to where he is and where she is oh yeah it's totally she's, dark and shadowed and then she's all it's all bright and it sunny looked like and, she was in like a um it's like a sunroom almost like yeah or yeah. uh what did what did uh dang oh it's gonna bother me now uh he fell through the atrium uh oh, Tony Rocky Horror <laughs> yeah it, well, that's weird because she was sitting there writing, and all of a sudden he came busting through the ceiling. <laughs> and then they heard uh, Samuel Jackson is like, "Motherfucker, better kill me!" <laughs> I couldn't think of it, but I'm glad you <laughs> caught it. Yeah, to the greenhouse thing. There we go. Fell four stories. Fell through that. Now he talks with a lisp. Right now he's got a little bit of a speech impediment. So then, um, so yeah, she's saying that she's afraid. Jonathan's afraid she's going to get used to this rich lifestyle, not want to live with him and the wages he makes. And then she's like, I'm just a humble schoolmistress, which I think means school teacher. She's like a school teacher. I don't know. So then um, that's when she's looking at the dirty picture in the book. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't get it. It's disgusting or whatever. She's like totally infatuated with it, like fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. And it's just two people doing a doggy style, if I remember right. I think, no, no, no. It was, it was like, I think they're the leg was like sprawled out because the next picture and when yeah, it falls is the dog. That's right. Picture. That's right. Cause then, so it's, it's the, the book is Arabian nights mm-hmm. and apparently that book disappeared from the set according from the trivia, oh, which damn. is funny. Somebody took it home. Pages were stuck together. They couldn't I'm, bring it back. I'm going to learn how to do this one. Right. It's called froggy style. Oh, my leg, my leg tramping, my leg tramping. It's tramping. Oh God. <laughs> so then now we meet Lucy. Mm-hmm. And she comes in, and I put. Sorry, I couldn't help it. She's a hua. I knew it. I, I, I felt. I felt it. So she's totally like asking Mina. She's like, "Well, Jonathan measures up, right?" Like she's totally asking about the size, size. of his dick. Mm-hmm. And then the book falls on the floor, and she's like, "Oh, well, look at that." And that's the one where they're doing it, and Doggy. she's like. And then Mina's like, can people really do it like that? She goes, I have. And she's like, no, you didn't. She's like, in my my dreams dreams. last night. So, yeah. So I put, um, she's asking Mina about Jonathan's dick and says she's dreaming about fucking typical redhead. (laughs) I probably just offended a shit ton of people. You knew what you were getting into when you started listening. I don't know. I've, yeah, I've dated some redheads and yeah. So I know after this, they, they both, she makes a reference to... (laughs) If I'm not mistaken, she's a virgin. You know, something... Amina says that later. Yeah, they're like... But I think she's full of shit. Or I, I that, thought so, too. Or Lucy's just one of the... Which you kind of see later, Lucy's a huge tease. Do you think Lucy's Lucy? Lucy, Lucy, Goosey. Lucy, Lucy, little Lucy. 
Said her name was Lucy, but they all call her Luce. I think I thought of seeing her on 8th and 40 Deuce. Ooh, some Beastie Boys right there. Shit. Next thing she said was my place or yours, and she kicked some bass behind closed doors. Damn. <laughs> so anyway, so then um, they're standing at a party thing, and, and Quincy the cowboy comes in. Mm-hmm. And Lucy's like, ooh, watch this. And she runs up, and uh, she slides away to go join him. And she's flirting with him. And she's like, she gets real close, and she's like, ooh, please, let me touch it. It's so big. big. And he pulls it out, and it's like a big-ass, like, crocodile Dundee Bowie Bowie knife. knife. And then, but it totally looked like she was rubbing on his Mm -hmm. dick, like, the way she was doing it. And uh, Mina was all scandalized. She's like, So then they're sitting on the couch, and he's like, oh, Lucy, my dear Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's one of the trivias I didn't read. You know who one of the people considered for the role of Dracula was? For Dracula? For Dracula. Oh wait, let me let me let me just think for a second. Hmm. To be honest, I can't picture anybody else. Mina's my hummingbird. What? I'm not even lying to you. That I kind of want to go back because there's a huge list, and I don't know how I I, I forgot. Nicholas Cage was totally okay. Producer and director Francis Ford Coppola's original list of possible actors to play Dracula included Daniel Day-Lewis, Alec Baldwin, Jason Patrick, Speed 2, Aidan Quinn, Christian Slater, Keanu Reeves, Nicholas fucking Cage, Michael Norrie, Dermont Mulroney, I don't know who that is, Gabrielle Byrne, Costas Mandalore, Nick Casavetas, Adrian Pastor, Hugh Grant, really? Rupert Everett, A- Ray Liotta, Sting. I hope he's talking about the professional wrestler. Kyle McLaughlin, Alan Rickman, Colin Firth, and Hart Bachner. Alan Rickman is kind of badass. So the only one outside of, you know, Gabrielle Burns, like, that's it? That's all I can, I like... So, Costas Mandalore, I think, had a good look for Dracula. Do you know who that is? I don't. You do know who it is. It's the uh, detective from the Saw movies. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Doesn't click, he click have... Him, click him real quick. Like, he has that face. Like, he, he would have had... Because he was younger then, mm-hmm. he would have had a good look, I think. Definitely. He has, for Dracula. Yeah. And then, for some reason, I was thinking he was the guy that played Dracula in Van Helsing. But I don't think he is. No, 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 no. That's not him. Do you know who I'm talking about, though? Um, he looks similar to Gabriel Burns. He does kind of look similar to Gabriel Burns. But now I gotta know who played. <sighs> Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. I, it's I, not I, him. It was the Van Helsing movie. Mm-hmm. It was. Let's see. We're gonna find out right now. Richard Roxburgh. I don't know who that is, but. I kind of liked him as Dracula. I thought he was. Oh yeah, kinda... yeah. He like he definitely did a good, you know. But you have to think this movie's, you know, fucking. That was ninety-two. Ten years. Yeah, yeah but that's ninety-two. So that's O two. Anyway, but yeah, that's my hummingbird. No fucking way! Oh my like... god, I almost would pay to see that. I just want to see Nicolas Cage in every role. I want to see him as Superman. I want to see him as Dracula. I've crossed oceans of time. <laughs> <laughs> To be with you, Muhammad Burn. Oh, that is that like that's oh, he's atrocious. Like, he's like, I don't drink wine. <laughs> Everything in the movie's on fire. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Alec fucking Baldwin. Like, think about what what was the the 
Uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. No, no, no. That's oh. his brother. No. Um, oh, that was Daniel Baldwin. Um, oh, Beetlejuice was Alec Baldwin. The superhero movie. Not oh, the, the Shadow. There we go. I'm like that. Would that's the only thing that right. I can. But even in that, I can't see oh him God, playing no, anything there's like no way. serious. There's like there's no, no fucking way. Because he had a he had a a shitty like Arabian accent. Yeah, in that for right. a little. No, there's no fucking so, way. So um, the other thing in the in the Ugh. in the trivia that I forgot was everybody was making fun of Winona and Keanu's English accents. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they were they were. I assure you, I was impotent with fear. They were killing. They were killing. Right. Killing them. So anyway, uh, yeah, so she's sitting on the couch with uh, good old Quincy. He's like, Lucy, my dear Lucy, <laughs> you've held my hand, and I've kissed you, and you went down on me in the garden. Mm. Well, he didn't say that, but we're assuming. Mm. So then Jack comes in, the doctor, mm-hmm. and Lucy's like, get the fuck out of my way, Jack's here, yay! And she goes, oh, Jack. So then Jack, for some reason, is all clumsy, and he trips and falls. You dirty bear. Right? And then she's like, oh, get up. Are you okay? Oh, my poor doctor. Oh. So Lucy, like, totally forgets about Quincy. So then right after that, fucking Arthur Homewood comes in. And she's like, I can forget my way, Jack. Arthur's here. Oh, God, Jesus. Oh, Arthur. Dude, she's, like, running from guy to guy. Like, Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just whoring around. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So they said, uh, like, earlier, when they were reading the book or whatever, she was like, um... I'm 20, you know, and I don't have any... Uh, oh, and she goes, I don't know why nobody will marry me. Right. Because I remember while I was watching it, she said that, I, and I out loud went, because you're a whore! And then three, <laughs> you know, three guys come in right, right. after that scene. Right. It's like, uh-huh. You know what Snoop said? Oh, it ain't... Can't no. make a whore a housewife. Oh, I thought you were going to say it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Well, that's true. He said that too. <laughs> no, you can't make a hoe a housewife. Well, he didn't, but you know what I'm saying. Right. They was on the same song, right. you know. What, who was that? That wasn't Snoop said that? It ain't no fun. Oh, yeah. If the homies can't handle it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was talking about the whole housewife. That was Snoop, I think. You can't make a hoe a housewife. It was off uh, 2001, Chronic 2001. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> look, look. The, right. what, the, the whole point of the thing is you can't make a hoe a housewife. Right. Lucy. You can make a concubine now. Right. So then Dracula's shadow descends over the whole party and goes towards Mina. And that's when Mina was all, Lucy is chaste and pure, but the <laughs> boys sure do seem to like her. Mm-hmm. Lucy was a virgin, if you don't count anal. Anyway. Um, or fellatio. Or fellatio. You think her tongue was pierced? <laughs> it helps with fellatio. <laughs> so she, and she Little was like. fiction for yeah, you. And then she was like. I wish I could be that beautiful, but that's when Dracula's shadow descends over the party and goes directly to her because mm-hmm. that's what he cares about. Because she is that beautiful. She's Winona, goddamn writer. So then uh, we cut to Jack working in the insane asylum with Renfield. Right. And the jackals are all running around in the background. Did you notice Look, that? Look, I promise you I was going to make a reference to that. I was like, yo, we just talked about the jackal and 13 right. ghosts, and they all got Right. <laughs> so then I put uh, Renfield's eating bugs and shit. <laughs> and then he's going on about the master or whatever, and then he's asking for a kitten. And he's like, you'd be a soulless man if you deny me a kitten. And I'm like, what about a cat? And he's like, oh, yeah, better a big cat. I need some pussy. <laughs> and then he says, uh, the master is coming to make me immortal. And he's like, what master? He's like, the master. 
so like if if you saw so, his body language, he stops. He stops himself from saying anymore. Oh yeah, and he puts his hand over his mouth. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I said too much. And he turns away. So he's like, he's gonna make me immortal. And he goes, how? And he goes, he jumps on Jack <laughs> and tries to bite him in the neck. So then I put, um, um, he's being restrained by the jackals. All the jackal guys come in and start beating the shit out of him, jacking him up. Right. Uh, but so with he's here this- till Thursday, folks. Try to view. <laughs> Like uh, we were talking about earlier, um, off the mics, um, to be honest, outside of like his, you know, Tourette's, because that's what I feel he has. Oh, right. Renfield. Tourette's. To be honest, I don't think he's insane. Right. And we totally, I have a whole section on that later when we Cause get it's, cause, to, lose, to uh, Mina. Uh, it's always the person that's saying I'm not crazy in the, in the crazy asylum that's right. crazy. But right. in this instant, I think. Because they're always like, crazy people don't know they're crazy. Right. In this instant, I don't think he's crazy. I think he's letting you know, hey, I've done some shit for this guy. And he told me. I've done things. (laughs) (laughs) I have. I'm not a rich man. I have a certain, you know, particular set of skills. Oh, God. (laughs) And Anthony Hopkins took it away from me. No, I was going to say, Liam Neeson wasn't allowed to be in this movie. And Anthony Hopkins took it away from me. Right. I don't know, Liam Neeson, if we should be talking to people who aren't really in the movie. <laughs> so then uh, we're back to Jonathan. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. It was... Okay. His chances were taken. Oh, my God. <gasps> this role, he had this role taken. Three. <laughs> Yo, that is funny. Yeah, we just hit... I'm just giving you guys a heads up. We just hit the two-hour mark, so this is going to go a little long. Fuck a little long. We're going for it. We're going for it. We're going to do the damn thing, because it's October. Yeah, yeah. It's Halloween. You ain't got shit to do. Yeah, yeah. So now we're back with Jonathan and with Dracula, and he's shaving. This part's hella uncomfortable. Oh, yes. But it's this whole cool thing where Dracula's hand's reaching out to him from behind, and he puts his hand on his shoulder. There's no reflection in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And then when he turns around... Dracula's on the other side of the room in the doorway. He's like, hey. He's, he's wearing a mask and he's six feet away like Rona. <laughs> right. He's like, how come you're not wearing your mask? <laughs> so then uh, Jonathan jumps when he sees him and he kind of nicks himself shaving. Mm-hmm. So then Dracula glides. He literally glides across the room. Oh, wait. Time out. Time out. I, I meant to tell you something beforehand. So remember when he when Dracula wiles out with the, with the, uh, the sword? Right. He cuts his hand. Oh, that's right. He does cut his hand. That's when he's saying blood is precious. Yes, and then he closes his hand, yes. right? And then he's, that's when uh, when he tells him to write the three letters, if yes, I'm not mistaken. correct. He goes like that and shows his him hands his hands. His hands are not cut. Right. Because so, he's the crow. I, oh, Just the kidding. crow. <laughs> yeah, fire it, it up. Fire it up. Fire it up. Every episode now. Like, but I, I wanted to point that out because blood is precious. Right. Blood is life. Because then Keanu Reeves is like, your hand's got to be cut, man. This is the really real. You can't just not have your hand be cut like that. I just saw you cut it with a sword, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking snake guy. All right. So anyway, um, so he cut himself shaving, and Dracula glides across the room, and he tells him that shaving like that is very dangerous, and he goes, maybe you should grow a beard. And he took his advice, because look at John Wick. He's a badass. He's got a beard. Anyway, so then... um. 
Excommunicado. He, he takes the straight razor and he turns his back to him and he totally licks the blood off it. And he's all like, oh, oh yeah. When he, he does it, like you could tell he like fucking totally. He, he came in his he came in his shorts right? for sure. Yeah. Blood. Blood. <laughs> yeah, right. So then uh <laughs> he asked if Jonathan wrote the letters that he asked him to, and he said yes he did, and he gives them to him, and he's like, hey, excellent. <laughs> so then um Dracula does this really weird, uncomfortable thing where he comes up behind him, he takes the razor and he starts shaving his his neck. But it's like Hard. he's threatening him though, because he's saying when he's doing it, he's like telling him don't leave this room. Mm-hmm. Don't wander around and do not sleep anywhere else in the castle but in here. But a very threatening with the straight razor against your neck. And neck. you hear it. You're gonna Yeah. <laughs> like, You're gonna do what I say, right? He's like, Yeah, I got it. <laughs> so then um Dracula sees the reflection of Jonathan's crucifix in the razor and he recoils. And then he says, don't put your faith in trinkets, such trinkets of deception. Wait, so before that, um, when he comes up, oh, the, the mirror, mirror cracks. Uh-huh. It does the whole Herman Munster thing. The mirror cracks when he sees it. And what, did he, what was the excuse he made? Like He says, uh, the novelties of... Uh, vanity. Van- there we go. Vanity, that was there it. There we go. And he's like... <laughs> and then Keanu is like, I ain't laughing at anything you ever say again after that sword thing. You Stab my ass. Fucking crazy. And that's right. when the, you know, after what you were just about to say with the right. crucifix. And he says, uh, don't put your, don't put your faith in, in such trinkets of deception. And then he was like, that we're not in England anymore. This is Transylvania. Our ways are not your ways. And this reminded me of the Bible. Cause there's a scripture in Isaiah where God says, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. This kind of reminded me of that. My our ways are not your ways. This is not your ways, our ways, or Norway's. This is Transylvania. <laughs> you in my hood now, bitch. <laughs> You're in my hood now, bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> blah. blah 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 blah. I told you I don't say blah blah blah. So anyway, um, he says uh, you may see many strange things. Mm-hmm. here and then jonathan this is where he gets kind of pissed off he's like i've already seen a lot of strange shit he's like fucking wolves howling running around your fucking shadows running all over the place i saw fucking rats on the ceiling running amok shit drips up what the fuck's going on around here <laughs> what is this shit <laughs> and and then peppermint patty was sitting at the table next to him she's like yeah what the fuck is this shit and she throws her popcorn down the great popcorn right so then um and then when he brings up the wolves dracula's like oh yes the wolves he goes and then he can hear him howling he goes listen to them the children of the night what music they make and he's like music and he's like this is music and he starts doing the air guitar thing (laughs) (laughs) excellent so then uh he turns around again, and Dracula's leaving. He turns around just in time to see his cape mm-hmm. going around the corner. It's like Batman. Spawn. Spawn. But, you know, Batman's always not there when you turn back around. Spawn. Spawn. <laughs> All right, Spawn. Of damn. Satan. Just kidding. Yeah. Spawn of the dead. Oh, two. Yes. Three. Dead by dawn. That's evil dead. <laughs> so then he sees him. Oh, he looks out the window, 
and he sees Dracula crawling down the side of the castle. All weird, that stop motion. He's climbing down the walls. So then... The John- crazy thing is, with the the uh, the effects, they didn't say anything about that particular shot. Even well, though, I know how they did that. I'm like, they don't say they just like tilted or whatever. He was just crawling across a flat surface and they turned it. Gotcha. You know, just like the revolving room kind of. Gotcha. And, uh, not uh, on Elm Street or and then, break uh, into Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> right. So then Jonathan's diary, he's writing in his diary and he says, I know now that I'm a prisoner here. And he's walking around. That's when he's coming down the staircase and the rats are running across the ceiling upside down, which I thought was really fucking cool. And then um, he goes into the room. He's exploring and he hears like women giggling and stuff and kind of laughing. That's when he goes into the room and the thing drips up. Oh, yeah. Well, he, yeah, it's that. He um, opened up that. He goes to have a drink. That's what it's right right here. He opens up the drink thing and he goes, bloop. That's all. I I didn't know that was was a perfume or was it? it, Yeah. See, I thought it was a decanter of alcohol. Like he was going to, because there was a big box right there. So I thought, I thought that big box was like the whole like kitten caboodle kind of thing. Oh, well, whatever it is, the liquid goes bloop and it mm -hmm. drips upward. Because it looked like one of those things. Um, where they'll they'll put like oh, like perfume a, just on a there. dab will do you, and then because right after that that's when the room opens up. Yeah, I love that dripping up effect. Mm-hmm. They do that a lot in Stigmata also, and I always thought it's cool looking. And you and you uh, you you talked about the director saying that the the laws of physics don't apply when there's vampires around. Mm-hmm. It is the you know so it talked about a shadow. You know, dripping up. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yes, I think that's the the more famous Baldwin brother. Yeah, Alec is definitely the faint. Well, oh, that was Billy. That was just a joke. Backdraft. Was that a little backdraft for you? Uh, a little <laughs> Billy Baldwin action for you. Oh, is that a back scratch? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Telling off on me, man. <laughs> Sitting over here scratching my back with a ruler. You guys can't see that. But you know it now, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> back scratch. <laughs> I got back scratch fever. No, nah, but Billy was backdraft, right? Backdraft, I think, so. yeah. And he was Barney Rubble. <laughs> oh, he Hey, Fred. <laughs> so then, um, yeah, the thing drips up. But then um, he puts it back, and he could hear someone calling him. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Mina's was. voice. Mm-hmm. And she's calling him into the room, and she's like, um, lay down, just lay down. In a very seductive siren yeah, kind, she's of, like, kind of way. And all of a sudden he heard, you better lay your ass down on that bed, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things, like it, the the way that the the voice sounded really eerie, but at the same time seductive. And very welcoming. Yes. And it was a voice he would recognize. Right. And I'm now scratching my back with scissors because it really, really itches. <laughs> I figured I'd let you in on that since you knew I was already using The ruler didn't cut it. I needed something <laughs> sharper. And it was just out of my reach, so I needed something longer. <laughs> so, so the ruler didn't cut it, so you got some scissors because you knew they would cut it. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's here till Thursday, folks. Make sure to tip your service. <laughs> uh, and and was, was Jonathan up to the snuff? The, the ruler wasn't, though. <laughs> right. So now, well, so now, speaking of the brides, I put... The brides are seducing the fuck out of Keanu Reeves. Oh, yes, for sure. And I put titties everywhere. <laughs> so then the first one that rises up is Monica Bellucci. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Have you seen Shoot 'em Up? I have not. Oh. So in Shoot 'em Up, Monica Bellucci is a prostitute, and her fetish is... a whore. <laughs> she ain't no whore. 
prostitute. I'm defending no, Monica she's, Bellucci. She's Just a, kidding. a lady of the night. A lady, a working girl. <laughs> Guess what her fetish is in that movie? Nipples. She lactates. <laughs> oh, I was bullshit. Yeah, you were totally on it. Yeah, that's her. Because he has a he saves a baby. Oh. And he ends up taking the baby to her because oh, yes. he knows she's a prostitute. Oh, that's the Clive can... Owens bullshit yes, movie. Yes. That movie sucks. He's always ass. I love that movie because it's so ridiculous. He's always eating a carrot. Yeah. He's like, I hate when guys do the blah blah blah. <laughs> that movie was <laughs> Clive Owens. It was, was ridiculous, ass, but it was hilarious. Like he is such a typecast to do. Oh, totally. Like he is that Totally. <laughs> He's now that I thought about it, yes. <laughs> that movie's great. Is she the same? Is, isn't she in The Matrix too? Then and she was there. That was the trivia too. That she also do, seduces Keanu Reeves in The mm-hmm. Matrix. See, look at me. Look at you putting two to two together. Right. I mean, tit and tit. I mean, oh god, uh, <laughs> a little tit for tat. A little tit for tat. So then, um, <laughs> the other two brides start coming out too, and there's just boobies all over the place, and, and this is the magic trick. Him. With yes, the magician. with coming out of the sheet. Because the second one... That effect one, is so oh, cool. She just goes, blue. It looked like it was like fucking... Like, like... It was badass. Right. I can't even describe And the way the that... shadows were moving around. And then at one point he looks at her, Monica Bellucci, mm-hmm. and she's got snakes for hair, like Medusa. Oh, man. And it's was, freaking awesome. Like he was froze. Right? So then... Dick Hart is rock. They start feeding on... Oh, he was impotent <laughs> with fear. <laughs> Their feet, okay, so get this. So they're feeding on him. They're feeding like his arms and stuff. And she's mm-hmm. like undoing his shirt. Mm-hmm. And she melts away the fucking rosary, yep. which is crazy. The crucifix. The crucifix. Yeah. How come Dracula didn't do that? I thought the same shit. Look, she melts it and then licks it. Yes. She licked it right Absolutely. off his chest. Goddamn. Like, oh. So then, well, get this. So then. I don't know if you caught this, but I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm. She starts moving down, and Unbuckling she's like undoing his pants. His pants mm-hmm. And then they show his face, and he goes, oh. oh! <laughs> so. I think she totally bit him in the dick. It, it shows, so, because if I'm not mistaken, there was a mirror on you know on top of the well, bed Well, they show the, the other perspective, and there's nobody there but him. Mm-hmm. He's just laying on the bed. You can't Getting, see. You know, You're right. It probably is a mirror. That's why you can't see them. Right. And so he's like seductively being moved. Can we go back there? Are we in agreement that he got bit in the dick? Like, yes, for <laughs> sure. Look, yes, because he was totally like, "Whoa, did they just blow up that car?" <laughs> they just Buick Skylark. <laughs> they just jumped the ramp with no ramp. <laughs> right. So then, um, Dracula comes busting in, and boy, is he pissed. Ooh. He's like, you stay away from him. He's mine. And then they, this is weird. They scatter. Right. Monica Bellucci jumps one way. The other two are stuck together. Yes, that was weird. And I, let me tell you what happened. I know exactly what happened here. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Because Jasperino has done a lot of studying on this. Damn right. Done, watched a lot of videos. Watched this scene several times. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time with it. Mm-hmm. Time, personal time with it. You know. Right, 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 right. You know when two ladies are making love. Mm-hmm. Called scissors. Scissoring right. together. Mm-hmm. That can create a vacuum. And I think what happened with those two girls is they were doing that. I'm making the motion with my fingers, a scissoring thing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of vacuumed, kind of vacuumed up and, and like a vapor lock. No, no, no. What happened? <laughs> look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it a step you further. You're so, 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 so the event on the horizon, Oh my God. what happened is a black hole. Oh, the black hole opened up yeah. and sucked and it up. Sucked, look. And they were stuck in there. And, like, and then and then I think Dracula had mm-hmm. to spray them with a water hose. Look, look, look. So so then on, you know, 
ghost ship. You know, she oh wanted to taste God. herself. You know, right, the half lady, <laughs> the, the split lady, and now we know she was an amputee. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we're going way back. Way and back. If you guys didn't get any of that, it's because you don't listen enough, motherfuckers. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the two chicks were stuck together. That was really weird. Human centipede style. Human centipede. I've never seen the movie, but I know the you reference. always just trust me. You always want to be the guy in front. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> you know, shit goes downhill. Shit goes downhill. <laughs> Shit gets real quick. So then they scatter and they're stuck together. And then now they're separate, apparently. And one says, Monica Bellucci's on the wall. And she's like, you don't even love anything. And he's like, I have loved. And he's like, and I will love again. So when she goes, uh, like when she scatters, do you think they did the backwards reverse thing? Because she had like that eerie. Yeah. Yeah, Kind of backwards. And they made like cat noises. Did you know? Yeah, it was definitely like, oh. Oh, shit. So then he's like, and I will love again. And then now they're like gathered at his feet. And Force they're all, them. They're all separated now. They're all at his feet, right? And she goes, do we get nothing tonight? And he's like, oh, no, wait. I forgot. I brought you some takeout. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out a fucking baby. Yes. And the baby's crying. He drops the baby and they converge on the baby. And this is where Keanu Reeves loses <laughs> it. <laughs> Because he's totally, like, disgusted at what he's seeing. He can't believe it. And then they're eating the baby, and he's like, ah, and Dracula starts laughing. And they're closing in on Dracula laughing. This, to me, this whole scene, Mm -hmm. that last 10 seconds or so, Mm -hmm. utterly terrifying. Because the music's really low, and it's dun, dun, dun. He's like, ha, 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 ha. It's fucking terrifying. It's so well done. So in that moment, if like if you look at Keanu Reeves' face, he has blood on his cheek. Yeah. And then, like, so I guess they explain it later. But you being bit is one thing. And it doesn't. <laughs> I guess that doesn't matter. Well, because later bit. Anthony Hopkins asked him if he ingested any right. of the blood. So you being bit is, is whatever. But I guess well, you don't Well, it's a two-step turn. process. You have to be bit and you have to blood? be drained to the point of death, and then you have to ingest the blood. Gotcha. That's two step process in most vampire lore. That's how it works, and um, and that's why you got to be careful. And there's a book or a movie I can't remember because I've read and ingested so much vampire shit. No pun intended. That um, you have to be careful with the young vampires because they don't know when to stop, and they'll accidentally kill the person oh. that they're trying to turn. Uh, Do you know what I'm talking about? Was it a movie? Yes. You're going to be mad at yourself. Is it an interview? No. No? No. I'm not even going to tell you. What? I'm not going to tell you. You're going to be mad. I don't care if I'm mad. Everybody else wants to know. Sparkling vampires. No, it was not Twilight. Yes. No. It's Twilight. That if it was on Twilight, they ripped it off from somewhere else. But it's definitely Twilight. Well, if it was on Twilight, it's stolen because I didn't... I haven't watched enough Twilight to it's know Twilight. that that's okay. Twilight. Whatever. <laughs> I'm out. I told you you were gonna be mad. My headphones back on. It wasn't Twilight though. Oh man, I made a big old thing on the, on if the sound I, thing. If I'm not mistaken, it's Twilight. It is not. Oh, I knocked my Ninja Turtles over. Damn it. Are they okay? I, I hope I didn't chip it. That's what I get for being stupid. No, I I will agree to disagree with you on that, but it was not. I did not get that from Twilight. I don't get any of my vampire lore from Twilight. I refuse. <laughs> oh my God, don't get me started. Anyway. 
<laughs> I love you, baby. Um, so now, after this whole, this is almost like a cut scene. Right. Like you would go into intermission right here if you were so, to play. So my thought is, as he's sitting on the bed and he sees the baby, right. and they cut the scene. Like, how do you how do you transition from seeing that? Well, the cool thing was that the way they did it was that close-in circle camera right. lens thing like they do in cartoons. But I'm saying, if I'm, you know, Keanu Reeves sitting on the bed, uh-huh. do I just go back to my room? Like, <laughs> like again, like, how do you transition? Like, like Okay, so Dracula leaves, and it's oddly quiet except for the sucking sounds of the baby. They're feeding on the baby. Right. <laughs> and Keanu Reeves kind of sitting there, and he's kind of, Kind of looks up to his left, looks to his right. <laughs> Pulls his pocket watch out. Oh, look at the time. What <laughs> 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 a baby. <laughs> you can eat that arm. <laughs> He's like, well, uh, um, okay, uh, ladies. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and... <laughs> right, like... <laughs> I'm going to... I don't know how it ends. <laughs> head back to my... Uh, go back to my room now and... Uh, and uh, have a have a seizure, right? I'll, I'll talk to you guys t- tomorrow. <laughs> oh, can't talk, Kitty. baby. Mm, mm, the baby. other other white meat. <laughs> it's the next closest thing to eating a baby. <laughs> Get in my belly. Get in my belly. How about you'd keep your blood and I eat your baby? <laughs> so yeah, he's like, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll, uh, we'll we'll pick up on that blowjob tomorrow. Maybe I'm gonna go back to my room and. Uh, have a seizure. Bye. Yeah, that's how it went, pretty much. That's in the deleted scenes on the DVD that I didn't see because I'm watching it on VHS. So anyway, we cut straight to uh, Mina, and she's reading his letter that he's not going to be back for a month. And he misses her, and he's sorry, but what am I going to do? So then um, Keanu Reeves is writing about day and night, the gypsies are filling boxes with dirt to ship to England. And he doesn't know why. And then, which is weird because he's awfully calm after what he saw. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How do you transition to that? <clears throat> so then Drac- they, this is when they show Dracula rising out of his casket, kind of like Nosferatu. <laughs> Blue, like, <laughs> so now um, we cut back. We're in England again. And Lucy's prattling on about, I love him. I love him. I love him. And, you know, Mina's like, which one? It's like, Arthur Holmwood, the richest one, of course. <laughs> They're going to get married. So she's all happy. And she's like, what's wrong, Mina? This is the happiest day of my life. And you don't look like you care. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm just worried about Jonathan. His letter was so cold. Like, it wasn't like him at all. So then, um, as they're sitting there, it starts to rain. And they're like, oh, look, it's raining. And then... Um, she, uh, they see Dracula's eyes in the clouds. Like, they look up at the cloud cover, and Dracula's eyes are right there. And they're like, whoa! And that's when it's, it starts, like, the the whole, all the wind and stuff changes. Storm clouds. Right. And I put, a storm is coming. Because Dracula's on the ship, and he's on his way there. So, my thought is, you know, with the whole ship thing, because Keanu took a train. Right. I guess for the purpose of... The wind and controlling the weather and well, stuff and it's like faster. That. No, not on the boat. No, on, no, the train is faster. Right. So, but Dracula can't go on a train. 
Why not? That's a good question. Yeah. Well, because um, not the daylight. It's not it. it you know that doesn't. That I guess he could still be in his box. Maybe the gypsies can't get on a train. I don't know. Look. So my thought is because you know, um, he's old school. He doesn't know any better. Possibly. Maybe. The same reason I type out all my words when I text somebody. I don't try don't to use put you, you and the number two and you to B, the letter B, that drives me up the fucking wall. So my thought is, Use again, your words, people. When it goes to, again, Keanu takes a train there. Right. Him coming on boat, I would assume it's just to show that he can control yeah. wind Well, you know elements. why? You know why else? Why? He needed the boat crew. Because he was feeding on them, and he was getting younger as he fed. He can't do that on a train. Too many people are going to notice. You think so? The boat can't just pull in the dock. The boat can just pull in the dock empty. He still needs the engineer and the guy shoveling the coal and the guy that gets out and yells, All aboard! they got to have that guy. Gotcha. He could I, get, I think he could away, get away with more on a ship. Gotcha. Because then it pulled into port empty, and it was a... Ghost, ghost ship. ship. <laughs> I see, I see what you did there. Right? I see, see what I, see I did. I brought it around. Oh, I see. I see what you did there. But um, mm-hmm. he's like, "There's a vampire on the boat." <laughs> so um, so now we're hearing about the crew of the Demeter, mm-hmm. which is the ship that Dracula's on. Antonio Graza. The Antonio Graza, right? <laughs> so the Demeter, they're in a storm. And uh, Dracula is in his dirt in the box below deck. And he's in this weird, like, membrane-looking thing. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? It, yeah, it, uh, I'm trying, it almost looks something similar to, like, the sex in um, um, the first Matrix. Like, the yeah, baby the pods that or whatever. Yeah, they're floating in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So then they cut back to Lucy and Mina, and they're getting wet together in the garden they're running around they're all soaked and it's raining and oh they kissing. start making out i told you man mina wants some action like she majorly wants some action mm-hmm. so they're kissing and then you could tell they're kind of in a dracula spell now because then his face is in the clouds again right and um it's the storm is coming and all that so then the animals at the zoo are freaking out and then a wolf, a white wolf escapes and runs away, and all the animals are going crazy. So then we go back to the Demeter, and it's Captain's Log, <laughs> USS Demeter. My first mate is missing. I haven't seen him in days. The crew's scared. They say there's a beast on board. I'm going to check it out. For, for some reason, William Shatner was the captain of the Demeter. And if he had been, he would have just made out with Dracula and killed him. <clears throat> so then um Dracula finishes turning into the werewolf type creature. Mm-hmm. And now um because they're pulling into port now, the insane asylum is going nuts. All the crazy guys are losing their minds. Renfield's like announcing the arrival. He is like, The master's here. Like I don't know if He's you catch here. it, but as soon as the boat pulls up, you see just a dash across the sails. Yes. And that's, of course, him leaving the boat. Right. So, and then this is where we find out that Jack is a drug addict. Oh, yes. The opium. Yeah. He like, was definitely shooting Right. He was shooting that shit up. 
And I was surprised Anthony Hopkins didn't say anything about it because he gave Mina a drug transfusion, a blood transfusion later on, mm-hmm. or Lucy, I mean, and he would have had to see his arms and it didn't a come track. up. Maybe he just hit it really well. But anyway, yeah, he's he's totally shooting up some opium. So then, yeah, um, the Demeter arrives in London empty, and that's when you see the, the sails, and then... It's his visual, like, running across the deck and then through the streets and then up to where Mina and them are. And he's calling to Lucy. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, damn, that redhead chick seems like a whore. So he goes forward and then he goes backwards down the stairs. Right. That was, that, like, that, that shot. That was a cool effect. You're it, right. Because it goes up and then backwards. Yep. I was like, what the fuck? Well, then Lucy comes out. Lucy comes running out and she's got this cool flowy red dress nightgown mm-hmm. thing on and it's really cool looking blowing in the wind very stylized this whole movie very. is so very stylized so then um this is the important part mina goes after her she's like lucy come back this is the most important part of the movie right here right it's very important mm-hmm. winona's boobies jiggling as she's running down those stairs incredible remarkable i'd rewind and watch it again damn yeah no bra bouncing around. They look creamy. So then we got Lucy and Red running through the fucking garden. Um, and did you notice the dress she's wearing? Oh, sorry, guys. The dress she's wearing looks very, very similar to the armor he was wearing in the beginning of the movie. Yes. It's got the same kind of texturing to it and everything. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. So then Mina's running around trying to find Lucy. And when she finally finds Lucy... Lucy, and this is exactly what I put, Mina finds Lucy getting the shit fucked out of her by the werewolf Dracula. <laughs> like everything then I, I put, looked up, it said bestiality. And then I put, damn. <laughs> so he's going to work on Lucy, and she's, dude, she's fucking loving it. She's losing her mind. And then he looks up and he sees Mina, and then he's like, oops. And then he does what every guy who ever got caught cheating wishes they could do. Don't see me right now. (laughs) And then she totally forgets that she saw him. So then Mina runs over and she's helping Lucy and she's trying to tell her you were sleepwalking again, even though you're not wearing any panties and your boobs are hanging out and you like feel like you just got the living shit banged out of you. And then Mina's going off or Lucy's going off about I couldn't control myself. And, and blah, blah, blah. And then she, this, I don't know why, but I thought this was the most sexually charged line of the entire movie. I can still taste his blood in my mouth. Dude, and she's totally out of it. But she's like, oh, she's like Charlize Theron and Devil's Advocate. She yes. She's like, oh. She was fucked up. Right. Literally, she liked it. But this really is like, this is such a sexually charged movie. It's a very heavy laden with fucking sexual overtones and undertones and innuendo and straight up shit happening because this is really how Dracula was written. Mm -hmm. Like for the time, I think it was very scandalous because it was pretty much like it was the whole thing was just a metaphorical porno about, you know, Dracula vampires in and of themselves are a metaphor for sex. Really? Yeah. You've never heard that Mm -mm. Dracula, uh, Dracula vampires in their purest form are just a metaphor for sex you're talking about the exchanging of bodily fluids, seduction, sucking it out, you know, sometimes willingly, sometimes unwillingly, um, coercing somebody. You know what I mean? The whole thing is just a a, a uh, 
metaphor for sex. I, and I would assume, you know, one of the, the big things is inviting a vampire in. In, exactly. It is one right. of those things. It's not being forced, but is being right. asked upon yep. to do. Makes sense. Okay. So now we got all the dudes. They're moving Dracula's dirt in the Carfax Abbey. Um, and it's right across from the insane asylum. Like, in proximity. Do you think that was on purpose? Yes. And here's why. When I was in high school, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in the play Dracula. Okay. We, we did a, a theater performance of Dracula where I played the guy. The character's name was Grimm. He was the caretaker of Renfield. Gotcha. And the play starts off with me standing at the window looking out across from the insane asylum over to Carfax. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's strange things afoot at Carfax Abbey. The lights have been on all night and I don't know what's going on. You know, like I'm talking like about strange things afoot that mm-hmm. I can see it across the way. <laughs> so that's kind of how that, that was the play adaptation of the book. So we know that I think in the book, that's where it was. And that's just a little bit of my history, I guess. So then, um, Van Helsing is narrating that the vampire, um, contrary to what you think, vampires can move around during the day, but it, they're very, very weak. Mm-hmm. So then they showed Dracula busting out of his box, and now he's young and fucking vibrant, virile, and he just got some from Lucy, and he's feeling good, and he's like, huh, huh, huh. so then he's all looking like Triple H. Busting out of the, I don't know why. He reminded me of Triple H right there. So then this is a great film shot of him walking around the street, like in one of those old school 1920 movies, like in black and white, like you should be hearing the piano. And it's because it's kind of stiff moving. Like like I was saying earlier, like it was one of those things where you're looking and the book is spinning the pictures like that. So he's walking around looking and... um. When he spots Mina, Mina's walking in that kind of film shot. Mm-hmm. And as she's walking, it slowly changes to a regular shot in film, which is really cool. So, And then he whispers, see me now. And then she looks over and spots him. So she goes into a shop and he kind of follows her over and waits outside and then runs into her as she comes out. And he's trying to like ask her, like, I'm sorry, I'm new to your city. I don't know my way around. And she's like... Well, you can buy a map at the thing. Leave me alone, weirdo. And she kind of blows him off. It was it was all it was a curve. She curved oh, the shit hell out. Yeah. Of him, like bye. Hell yeah. So then um she walks around the corner and he's in front of her again. He pulls a Jason Voorhees on her. And then he's like Do you know where the movie theater is or whatever? <laughs> blah blah and she's like, Excuse me, sir, I'm married. And then she's like, Do I need to call the police? He's like, Whoa, 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 no, 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 hang on, let's Calm down a second. It's like, oh, you're married. I'm sorry. Uh, I won't bother you anymore. So then she starts walking away, and then she stops, and she turns around and she's like, I'm sorry. I've been very rude to you. And he introduces himself as Prince Vlad. Now, I'm going to say something about Mina's character now that maybe other people didn't catch. All right. As soon as he says he's a prince... She's suddenly very interested. Very. Oh. Very. Money talks. Definitely. Now, I ain't saying she a gold digger. (laughs) Right. Right. But all all of a sudden, she's like, 
You need me to show you where something's at? Mm-hmm. You're a prince, huh? Because she was, remember, she was talking about Lucy's so well off and she likes that, but she afraid Jonathan's going to get mad because she doesn't want to, you know, whatever, right. blah, blah, blah. So then um, now she'll show him around all of a sudden because he got a little bit of money, you know. <laughs> Eight figure, that's my shit. Right. <laughs> so then Jack, um, Jack goes to see, uh, to check on Lucy. Cause she's sick, you know, cause of all the shit that happened mm-hmm. and she's, um, trying on her wedding dress when he comes in and then, um, he's come to check on her health and she's like, Oh, Jack, did you come to give me a loan one more time before I get married? Oh. <laughs> and he's like, you're embarrassing me and yourself. He didn't say yourself. But <laughs> embarrassing me. So then she says she can hear, she's telling him like, I can hear everything. Because he says, I'm he says I'm here as your doctor. Yeah, I'm here to check on your health. And he's like, I can... Right. Um, a doctor's he, confidence oh, yeah. is sacred or something like that. And she's saying she can hear everything, and she's having nightmares, and she can hear every little bug on the wall and shit like that. So, Jack thinks she has a mental condition of some kind. So, he wants to call in his mentor, Dr. Van Helsing. Dun, dun, dun. So then it's funny because then, um, what's his name? Arthur Holmwood, who she's marrying. Spare no expense. Yeah, marriage. well, no, it's funny because he goes, oh, you wanted to marry her like four days ago, and now that she's not married, you you, to be she's committed. crazy. Yeah. yeah, you want her committed. And he's like, no, 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 I think there's really something wrong. And he goes, spare no expense, call in whoever you have to. So he calls him Van Helsing. So then... um when they leave the room, Lucy is kind of getting all weird, and she pulls off her neck piece to reveal two bite marks on her neck. Mm-hmm. And the cinematography on this is awesome because those two bite marks morph into wolf eyes, and it's so cool. The wolf is outside the theater thing, but it hasn't gone in yet. <laughs> so um, Mina and Dracula are at the movies, and there's this weird, like, guy has two chicks sitting on his lap and then they morph into his wife and he gets all mad and like shoes her away and that's like the end of the movie and Dracula's like wow the wonders of science and Mina's totally like you call this shit science are you serious she's actually named King (laughs) right and then um, she goes to leave and he kind of grabs her and he gets a little like rapey here and I said he gently but firmly kind of forces her into the back and like lays her down and gets on top of her. And then he's getting ready to bite her, but you can tell he's hesitant. Like he's going to bite her. And he's like, do I really uh, right. want to bite her? Like, so then they get, it gets broken up because now the wolf, oh no, before that he says something to her like in Romanian or something. And she goes, oh God, who are you? Like, I know who you are. Seems so familiar or right. something like that. And that's when he says the line, I have crossed oceans of time to find you. And she's like, oh. And then the wolf busts in and breaks everything up and everybody starts panicking and they're all running from him. And then she goes to run away and the wolf is right there and it's like snarling at her and she's scared. And then Dracula comes out and he's like, hey, 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 hey. Look, you know. the cool shot about this is as she goes, as everybody's like panicking and running away, the whatever they were projecting on uh the scene uh-huh. in the background it's like the fight scene 
like uh, at, oh, in the, in the part war. of the thing in there is the the stick puppets, yeah, they were, of the Turks fighting the Draculs yes. or whatever. So yes. that's that's happening, and all the panic and you know, and everything is assuming you know. So originally, that's what they wanted that first fight scene to be, right? And they wanted an actual fight scene, so they reused that in that scene for that, which and I, I think thought was that, really cool. Yeah, super super badass because it shows that you know he's still a part of all of that madness he's still part of legend Mm -hmm. and he even says that um to keanu reeves at the castle he's like my our war stories now are just stories Mm -hmm. like they're just stories that people tell or whatever so then um he he tames the he tames the wolf because he says something and yeah he like commands it it's like boop and it sits down and then he calls uh mina over he's like look look and he's like he likes you and she starts petting the wolf, and he's petting the wolf, and then their hands are kind of petting each other's hands, like running across and everything. And um, I said they're petting the wolf and each other. And then he takes her home, and he like drops her off um, at her house. So now, yeah, so he's dropping her off at home, and she's like, "I had a really nice time, Vlad." <laughs> so the so with like they're they're back and forth. It, it was kind of weird, and I, if, if I'm not mistaken, there different shots are, are taken because, mm-hmm. like, you can see that in one instance she's into it, the next she's not. Well, yeah, because it, she's like, I'm engaged, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, but it looked well. There's like a primal part of her that's like, I want this guy, right? Because because when he grabs her, she's appalled in one second, and then the yeah. next she's like, Oh shit! She's like, Don't stop! Oh shit! Don't stop! Don't she's stop! Like, yeah, like it it's it. it it kind of fucked me up for a second because I'm looking. Uh, I'm a person all about body, you know. Uh, she said body three words to me: "Stop, don't, and no." <laughs> I just thought it was backwards. No, don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and like you can see, she's—I don't know if it's an internal fighting or external fighting, but a she's a little bit of both. She's she's definitely you know. Fighting. Here's my here's what I think. She's been waiting to be manhandled for years. Look, so see that that goes into you saying she wanted a little sound. Mm. She's been wanting to be manhandled like that for years, and now that somebody finally did it, she probably would have slid right off that table thing she was on. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, so shit. then um, there's sexual tension when he drops her off. Oh yeah, for sure. Window. So then. There's a telegraph coming Invite over. Invite me in. Invite me in. Invite right? me in. <laughs> so then there's a telegraph close up of a telegraph coming over to Van Helsing about the problems that they're having with Lucy. And he's in a lecture and he's talking about um, blood diseases and VD and sexually transmitted diseases and how syphilis is developing right along with the rest of the world. (laughs) The farther civilization advances, the farther civilization. Yeah, I was like, did he say civilization? And they all kind of laugh. So then he gets the, the... the telegram and he's like okay gentlemen that's good i gotta go and they do that weird old school thing where they all knock on the table that's how they clap yeah yeah so you can tell he's kind of a big deal mm-hmm. like us because we're on itunes and damn right iheart radio check us radio. out so then um we're back at castle dracula and jonathan is like chained to a wall being drained by the bride's and he's saying that he's going to try to escape one more time before they kill him. He says, if I can make it to the river or to the water yeah, or something like that. Yeah, if I can make it to the river, um, I can get out of here. Luckily for him, it was an actual river and not the Salt River. 
There's a story because um, we have a salt river here, but it's not really a river. There's no water in it in most places. In World War II, there was a Nazi camp here where we brought Nazi prisoners of war mm-hmm. and we kept them prisoner here. Well, a bunch of them built a raft and escaped because they were going to go down to the Salt River and take it out to the Pacific Ocean and try to get away. Mm. Well, they didn't realize there was no water in the Salt River. So they built this raft, escaped, got all the way down. They're like, what the fuck? Stupid Americans calling this a river. And then they they got recaptured. It's actually a pretty funny story. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, Fucking Nazi. Anyway. Oh, oh, I, I was thinking something totally different i was thinking the exact opposite what the jews what? were trying to escape oh no the nazis were trying oh, to escape yeah. F- from fucking us nazis. Yeah. i got you fucking nazi fucking nazis mm-hmm. nazi hey you know you know how adolf hitler tied his shoes in little nazis <laughs> <laughs> and so then now van helsing arrives oh, and he you, looks all <laughs> you can't you can't just say that and then go right back into the story <laughs> that that was funny like that, like, all jokes aside, that shit was funny. Try the deal. I'm here till Thursday. Tip your server. <laughs> blah, blah. So then, <laughs> so then uh, Van Helsing arrives, and he looks all badass with his wide-brimmed hat and his fucking bag and his scarf flung over his so, shoulder. Get, wait, hold on. It looks hold like on. The Exorcist. Give me that, definitely. Is that where you were going? I was going to say that um, in this very present moment, but going back to Young Drac. Because that's what I'm going to call him, Young right. Drack. Young Drack. You know, he looked real, like, hip-hop-ish. Step back, Young Drack is back. <laughs> he looked real hip-hop-ish. Yeah, You know did. what I'm saying? With the top hat, the glasses, the glasses low. Right. Like, he he looked real, like... <laughs> he had his glasses on. Take your bitch. He was like, riding low with my girl. <laughs> like, when I looked at him, I was like, yo, he's pimping. Oh, hell yeah. Sure. Oh, hell yeah. All he needed like, was the... Oh, he had a cane. He had the cane. He had everything. He had the curls. Like, he was pimping. Pimping ain't easy. Nah, Drac gotta do it, though. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yes, Van Helsing approaching because he... It, it looks real reminiscent of... The Exorcist. For sure. Right? Father, like, when Father Karras is standing right there. Man. So then, um... Drac does a booty call on Lucy... <laughs> right? Am I right? That's the, totally, he just shows up and peeping Tom. And then they're showing um, close-ups of like red blood cells. Yes, and they're and they're like eating each other, flowing around. Yeah. So then, um, Dracula's shadow comes in the room and it goes across these flowers and the flowers die. Yes, it's like yep, it's a swooshing. So then, yeah. So motion. he's gonna get it on with Lucy again. So then. It just so happens that that's when Van Helsing shows up at the house and he's talking to Jack about Lucy and they can't figure out what's going on with her and then they hear her scream. So they go running upstairs and Drac's shadow is leaving the room and it's leaving a trail of like drip blood behind it. So then <laughs> Lucy's in the bed and this is what I wrote. Lucy is coming her ass off. <laughs> dude, seriously, it's not not dude. She's writhing around and, like, grabbing at herself, and she's moaning. And then Van Helsing goes to kind of control her, and he notices the bite marks on her neck. And he's like, oh, shit. She needs a blood transfusion, like, right now, now immediately. So then Jack starts working on it, and he was going to give her his blood. And then Arthur Holmwood comes in, and he's like, we need your blood, too. And I love this part. Um... Because Arthur Holmwood goes, 
I'll give every last drop of blood in my body for her. And Anthony Hopkins looks up like he takes him seriously. He goes, really? Every last drop? <laughs> I'm glad we don't need that right now, but it's good I'm, to know. Yeah, it's good to know. Yeah, it's so funny. So matter of fact. Hilarious. So then uh, Van Helsing is outside, and he's talking to Jack, Quincy, and Arthur. Um, and Arthur has a, a blood spot on his sleeve, which I thought was a great great way to keep with the flow of the movie like and details because mm-hmm. he just gave blood and he's wearing a long sleeve white shirt and he's got a dot of blood right here on his on his sleeve i just thought that was really such attention to detail you know what i mean i thought it was really cool so then um van helsing is telling him that they're dealing with some kind of creature it's not a blood disease something is because then jack's like the blood has to be coming out of her neck. He goes, well, you're a doctor. You're a man of science. What's the logical explanation? He goes, what? Something came in the room and just sucked the blood out of her and then laughed. He goes, yeah, why not? Why not? He's like, you're crazy. And then Van Helsing's talking and then he disappears. And they're like, whoa, where'd he go? And he was just like behind a tree or something. He's like, But it was it was a further, it was like, you know. Like way far away. Like 10 he's yards like, off he's like, I'm over here. See, you can believe anything. <laughs> you thought I disappeared type of shit. So then we get a shot of uh, Dracula looking crazy, laying in his dirt. <laughs> oh yeah, you see, all you see is his head. Yeah, it was just a weird in between shot from this and the next scene, because then we're back to Nina, Mina, and she's taking care of Lucy, and um, she's trying to you know comfort her or whatever, and then her eyes, they focus in on her eye, and it's kind of like on Event Horizon when they showed. Sam Neill's eye and the little light was going around the, the iris, mm-hmm. except her eye turns into the bottle, bottom of a glass. Right. And oh yeah, because it was a brown. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. absinthe being poured into it. And he's saying, he's saying, and you see the word absinthe. Yeah, absinthe. As he's pouring. And they're talking about the green fairy, which is what they call the buzz you get off of absinthe. Mm. And um, you take it with the sugar cube and you put it on the spoon and you pour the absinthe over it. And it dissolves the sugar into the absinthe, and then you drink it. And in this mm. case, she was putting the sugar cube in her mouth and then drinking it. Um, have you ever had absinthe? With the lime and the coconut. coconut, and coconut. No, 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 I have not. It's very cool to do. It just feels cool to drink it. And it fucks you up bad. And it's hard to get a hold of, really. And um, it gives you... It's supposed to make you hallucinate. Mm-hmm. And I've drunk a lot of absinthe a lot of times because I want to hallucinate. And it's never made me hallucinate. So Damn. But people, some people say it does. Anyway, so they're sitting around. They're, she's drinking absinthe with Dracula. So that's the whole meme. You may be cool, but you'll never be drinking absinthe with Dracula cool. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I've seen that. The, the meme's like, you may be cool, but you'll never be... Johnny Cash driving a convertible with Elvis eating birthday cake cool in some crazy picture. <laughs> so anyway, um, so now they're drinking absinthe and hanging out. And um, and now as he's talking to her, they show that blood, the red blood cells again, but they're green because mm-hmm. they're drinking the green absinthe. It's really cool. And they talk about his homeland and she starts describing his homeland. And he's like, you describe my homeland as if you've been there. And she goes, no, it's just your voice. It's so familiar and so comforting. And then um, she goes, this is where you know she's interested. Because mm-hmm. she does what every girl does. And she, well, what of the princess? If you're a prince, where's your princess? Like, you got a girl? Right. You got something going on? It's, it's, it's being, you know, 
you want the answer without directly asking. Right. Like, you just chicks, too. You're like, well, I'm sure your boyfriend yep. likes it when you... Oh, I don't have a boyfriend. Oh, really? She's... Oh, okay, okay. All right. All right <laughs> I'm married. How married are you? I'm just kidding. You can't have friends? Right, you can't. <laughs> friends. How, How many, many of us have them? them? <laughs> Pull a Houdini. You guys don't know about that shit. So, anyway... um. He's telling about I was in love once, blah, blah, blah. And they're showing why, um, her superimposed as he's talking. They're showing memories mm-hmm. of Elizabeth. And then there's even a shot with her and Mina next to each other. And then it's cool because um, he's telling her about her. And then... Because he says something about the river. Yep. And then he's standing next to like a picture frame. And she's in the picture frame like going, help me, help me. And then um, she starts... Mina starts to cry. And he wipes her tears, and he looks in his hand, and her tears have turned to diamonds. Fucking diamonds. Right? White diamonds. Like so, like, he started deep. really, like, berating her, <laughs> so she would cry some more. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. Right? <laughs> I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> so then, we cut to, while she's out, this pissed me off, while she's out cavorting and drinking absinthe with Dracula and shit, Jonathan's on the fucking rooftop escaping, <laughs> like about to fall to his death. And then he falls into the water and we cut back to Mina and Dracula and they're dancing now. She's having the time of her life. And then Jonathan's crawling through mud and fucking coming off the riverbank. Oh, Mina, I'm coming for you, Mina. I love you. And she's I like, love you. oh, Dracula. I'm so horny right now. What big fangs you have. Oh, my God. I'm so wet. <laughs> yeah. Biatch. <laughs> so then Jonathan uh, ends up at a church. It's a, a convent. There's a bunch of nuns inside. Unfortunately, it's not an Italian convent because crazy shit goes on in those. I've seen the movies. Mm-hmm. So then the nuns write to Mina and they tell her Jonathan is there and he wants her to come there so they can get married right away. So she runs to tell Lucy, and um, she ends up running into Van Helsing at the door, and he gets all weird old manish and starts like dancing, dancing with her, and he's like, "Just go, go see your friend." And he's like, "Wait," he's like, uh, "He smells her." Oh my, yeah, he, he got smells, her really. He got her he really smells close. Dracula like... on her is what I got from that. He's either really weird, perverted. Mm. I got some popsicles in the basement, <laughs> or he smelled Dracula on her somehow. Because you know it was I mean? it was an uncomfortable right? like like yeah. And then he goes. He probably got half a chub right there. There is darkness in this world, but you are the light. And he's like, but you know, go go see your friend. That might look that I didn't think of that. I thought he was just being old, weird, pervy yeah, guy, yeah. but. That makes sense, especially him saying that afterwards. Like, look, you're the light in this whole situation. He was like, get your shoplifting ass over here. (laughs) (laughs) So then Mina puts on a record for Lucy on one of those badass old school record player with the big phonograph thing Mm -hmm. on it. It actually wasn't a record player. It was a phonograph, which is awesome. Right. And then um, she's telling Lucy that Jonathan wants her to go marry her, marry him, and she's all excited, but she doesn't want to go because she doesn't want to leave her. And that's when Lucy's like, you need to go to him and love him and be with him, which is funny because in the preview, Mm. it made it look like she was talking about Dracula Mm -hmm. in that part, but it wasn't. So then Mina um, 
moves a, I think it's Wolfbane on the thing. She moves it around. The garlic falls over. And then um, Lucy loses her shit because it gets too close to her. And she's like, I breathe. I can't have this bullshit. So I was reading, I was actually just reading something um, about that. So in the actual book, um, Van Helsing does the blood transfusion. Uh-huh. And... He put that this, shit there on purpose. In this moment, he he gives her a crucifix, uh-huh. and um, um, you know, like a a, a a necklace and the garlic right there. Right. So they kind of switched it for this moment because no. he um, with with her tripping like that because of the garlic and all that stuff. Yeah. She she was, if I'm not mistaken, from what I read. She was tripping out because of the garlic and the necklace because she throws the necklace off. Oh, that's or right. Yeah, she somebody, pulls it off. Somebody, uh, one of the people in the convent or something, whoever in that moment in mm-hmm. the book, they take the necklace off of her. Right. If I, if, I think that I read that correctly. Huh. I'd have to look back, but whatever. So then she's freaking out and she's calling Quincy's there. And she's like, Quincy, come closer, come closer. Look, my boob is hanging out. Because it totally was. And she's like, <laughs> come closer. And she's like, kiss me, Quincy. And he comes closer and her fangs come out. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, and she's going to bite him. And Van Helsing actually calls her Nosferatu at that point mm-hmm. and like constrains her. And uh, they don't. They, so, so this is what I get from this part. They don't say it, but he um, hypnotizes her, makes her go to sleep. Uh, does he do that here? Because he does that with Winona Ryder later. So, in this moment, she he goes, you know, Lucy, you know, calm down, calm down, Lucy. And right, then right. she, like... Yeah. So, if I'm not mistaken, that's what I got from this moment because gotcha. of that Winona Ryder scene later. Right. Well, then he's got this cool-ass vampire book that says Vampire on the front of it. Mm-hmm. He's looking through it and reading. And he's reading about Dracula. And um, they cut to Dracula getting... Um, a letter from Mina saying that she's left to go marry Jonathan. Because, because did you already say the, the convent? So Yeah. Okay. John sends the letter to her? Yes. Okay. So then Mina is on a ship to Romania, and she's still infatuated with Dracula, and she's like, maybe I'm just a bad person, you know, because here I am going to marry this one dude, but I really want to be with this other guy. And it's just like, uh, she's uh, she's modern day, really, you know? Right. So Dracula's crying and losing his shit, and he beasts out, and he's calling for wind. This is the cold wind! Because he's all fucked up, and then the wind starts blowing, and Van Helsing is like, oh my God, that's when he really is like, dude, this is Dracula! I've been wanting to kill this dude forever! This is awesome! Excellent! And then Jonathan Archer was there, and they did the guitar thing. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, so he's like, I've been pursuing him half my life or something like that. Mm-hmm. So then Van Helsing is telling Quincy to guard Lucy. Or Okay, so this is the part yes. where they're getting ready to go to dinner, and he's getting ready to get on the carriage, and Quincy's there with his rifle, and he's telling him to guard Lucy or she'll become... He starts humping him. He's like, he she'll be a bitch of the devil, a whore of darkness. A concubine. And says, he pushes him away. He goes, you're a, you're a weird old buzzard or whatever. And he goes, uh, you don't understand. Lucy is no longer Lucy. She's a willing recruit, a devoted disciple. The devil's concubine. Look, at, And he says concubine so funny. And he's like laughing. And then he's like, 
Let's go eat. <laughs> He's like, because we can't do this on an empty stomach. Yeah. This reminded me of Reservoir Dogs. When Harvey Keitel is describing how to like take control of the situation, like pop a pop a bitch in the nose, break the guy's finger, you know what? It, say you're gonna keep breaking his fingers. He's like, I'm hungry. Let's go get a taco. <laughs> I just wanted Van Helsing to be like, let's go get a taco. So now Dracula's coming, and um, he crosses shadow crosses roses, and the roses wilt and die. And then he kills some guy. I put roses die and so does some guy. <laughs> kind of rhymes. Right. But he kills another guy that was kind of standing around. And then Arthur is inside uh, with Lucy. And he has opened the case with the revolvers in it. Like the fancy dandy like looking like maybe dueling guns or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. guarding Lucy. And then he hears wolves howling. And... um. Then we cut to, um, it's, uh, I'm trying to read my writing here. It's horrible. So Jonathan and Mina are getting married in Romania mm-hmm. now. And Lucy knows that, um, oh, Lucy, no, okay. I, here's what I wrote. Here's why I hesitated. Lucy knows Dracula's there and starts coming instantly. (laughs) She loses her mind, man, every time that guy's around. So then uh, Quincy shoots at the wolf, the wolfman Dracula. Mm. um, But he gets run over. And so now Dracula goes into the house. He totally went past Quincy. And Arthur is, tries to get his gun out of her and he gets thrown back. And then, um, we cut back to Lucy and Jonathan, or uh, Mina and Jonathan getting married, and now Jonathan has total gray hair right. from his ordeal, but it looks like the fakest spray-on gray hair I've ever seen in my yes. life. So then, now we cut to Dracula, and he's old again, for some reason, maybe, I don't know, maybe he, he, he spent a lot of energy turning into a wolf and killing flowers and dudes and then fucking Mina again. He probably just made himself old. So then uh, Mina can feel him, or mm-hmm. Lucy, I meant fucking Lucy again. So then Mina can feel him, even in Romania. My thought is, this This is my thought. So do you think the gray hair is because they were sucking the life out of him? Yes. Okay. Because... And he was scared, like when you get scared. Like on Nightmare on Elm Street, she came out of the dream and she had the gray streak in her hair. Gotcha. So um, the wolf kills Lucy... Slash turns her because mm-hmm. he says, "Now I'm going to give you the immortality." immortality. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, um, as that's happening, Jonathan and Mina kiss because they're married now, and the music is intensely building. And and when he kills Lucy, they show the bed, and the whole room explodes in blood. Right. It's like shining type blood, like waves right. and waves of it. So <clears throat> I have a, I have a, you know. I guess issue with this part, okay? Because where'd they get all that blood? I'm just kidding. Because I know, I know Van Helsing says, you know, if Do you, you don't... keep wanting to say Van Halen, because that's what keeps happening. No, no, no. To me. Okay. Every time I say Van Helsing, I almost say Van Halen. If that's the case, you say Eddie, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. So, um, if we can get him to play in the band, then we're gonna have an awesome. You know... Oh my god. <laughs> we need an awesome video. <laughs> No, so with the the whole I'm going to turn you, you know, I'm going to give you blah, 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 right? Right. So he bites her. Yep. 
because she's already been bitten. So he bites her again. Mm-hmm. So, but this time he drained her to the point of death, probably. Well, th- th- I guess this is where we have to then put in, okay, the two steps. Right. Almost drains her, yep. and then makes her drink blood, right? Yeah. To turn her. Yes. I would assume there was enough blood in that fucking room to get in her mouth, you know. <laughs> I'm sure some other shit got in her mouth too. And in that moment, right? But I, up to this point, it hasn't followed the two-step rule, right? That's what kind of you know. I got you. And and Van Helsing says, um, if we don't give her blood, she'll explode, right? No, no, no. He said, uh, if we don't. No, that was later with Mina. No, no, no. Before and like with um, when they were when they gave oh, her blood right. transfusion. Oh no, he says she's got too uh, enough blood for two men in her. I'm surprised she didn't explode. Oh. is what he said. I think, and that was uh, I think that was Arthur Holmwood that said that. Oh, she's I got thought... the blood of two men in her. Like she's had two men in her at the same time before. I think. So I thought because uh, I thought <laughs> Van Van. See now you got me almost saying Van Halen. Van Halen. I thought Van Helsing was saying that. I thought he said that. Like, if we don't give her blood, she's going to explode. No, they said they gave her so much blood, they were surprised gotcha. she didn't explode. Gotcha. But they were like, she's had two men in her plenty. It's fine. <laughs> Before, it's fine. <laughs> so then now we cut to Mina is in, or uh, Lucy's in a glass coffin. Right. And everyone's mourning, sitting around mourning her. And it's very dim and gray. Like, it's damn near black and white, the mm-hmm. way they shot the lighting in this. Because it's a very... They use a lot of lighting to set the moods in this movie. Like, this is very gray and very sad. Another thing I notice about certain movies is um, to keep people around, especially in, like, Marvel, the Marvel cinema, instead of killing everybody, they just throw them. Because, for sure, I thought when um, the Texan shoots him... Yeah, why didn't he just lop Quincy's head off I thought, like, I I thought for sure he was dead, you know? And then um, when what's the name has the gun tries to you know get his gun yeah, out. Oh yeah, he just throws him Arthur across the Holmwood. room. Yeah, I'm like, because you would have okay. saved yourself a lot of trouble because those guys are pursuing you later in the movie. Right. So it's that, and then right. my thought with all three of the, you know that trio of men is this guy was about to marry her, and you two fuckers are still around. Right. Well, they're trying to be noble and chivalrous. Fuck all of that. You know what I mean? It's the 1800s still. Fuck that. Right. Ain't no fun because the homies ain't having none. Well, and then, well, because um, Jack was like, I see you riding around town with the girl I love. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> ain't that some shit? So uh, everybody's mourning. And then Van Helsing's talking to Jack right at the funeral. And he's asking him for some of the autopsy knives and shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're going to do an autopsy on Lucy? And he's like, no. I just want to cut her head off and take her heart out and burn it. <laughs> he says because he says as as like a a friend or as a, a person that you trust. Right. You know I'm gonna say this. Yeah. And then Jack's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> but that's it, and the, the scene cuts, and <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut to Mina and Jonathan, and they're back, and she's sad for Lucy, but she still wants Jack in a bad way. Right. Like she's like, I'm glad to be back. I can get back with that dude. But I'm sorry my friend's dead. So then um, he's watching them as they're getting in the carriage, Dracula is. Mm-hmm. And then Jonathan sees him and he's like, whoa, that's him. Whoa, he's young. What the hell? Yeah, he was tripping yeah. out. He was he was tripping out. Right. out. 
He was like, yo, this dude looks like a pimp. Right. He got the glasses halfway on with the top hat and the curly <laughs> hair. Like, yo, this guy is crazy fit. Like, Step up in the club just to shake in my hand. I'm like, dang, <laughs> like, what is this dude doing? Right. Shit. Why wow, what he's having. <laughs> so now we have Quincy, Jack, Art, and Van Helsing in the crypt. Which I think I'm just going to refer to that duo, uh, that group as the Slayers from now on. Because it's right. a lot of names. Quincy, Jack, Arthur, and Van Helsing. They're all in the crypt. And um, he's telling them, she's undead. Mm-hmm. She's not alive. She's not dead. She's undead. So then they open the, the tomb thing. And it's empty. She's not there. And Arthur freaks out. And he thinks Van Helsing did something with the body. He pulls his gun out. He's like, what'd you do? What'd you do? And they're all trying to calm him down. And then, um, this is cool. Van Helsing says, she lies beyond the grave of, oh, she lies beyond the grace of God, a wanderer in darkness. I thought that was such a cool line. Right. She is Nosferatu. So then here comes Lucy down the steps and she's got a toddler in her arms and they all see her and she walks right by them and they're calling her Lucy, Lucy. And she turns around, and she's totally vamped out. And she's calling to Arthur, Oh, Arthur, come to me, come to me. And then um, she drops the kid, and somebody grabs the kid away from her, like, to save it. Right. And she's trying to get Arthur to come to her again so she can bite him. And then Van Helsing pulls out his cross, and he crosses her. And she's like, ah! And she jumps back in the coffin, and he mm-hmm. starts spitting a bunch of, like, exorcism shit. Mm-hmm. And she pukes blood all over him, kind of like the exorcist. And then, um, that's when they did the the reverse thing again. Yes, when she was coming to, yeah, yeah, right back into the crypt. Yep. So then, um, he gives the stake and the hammer to Arthur, and he's like, "You just need a moment's courage, and it's going to be done." And then, so he stakes her, mm-hmm. and then they chop her head off. And Dracula wakes up and he knows what happened, and boy, is he pissed. Because that's because well, that's he was he's back in that. You know, right where just only right, his head yeah, is showing. Yeah, he's in that weird. dirt. And he's like, ah! And he's pissed off because he, he knows they killed Lucy. Mm-hmm. It's like, I was trying to start my fucking ten cool. toes down over here. <laughs> and uh, now my top bitch ain't there no more. That's my bottom bitch. My bottom bitch, yeah. That's <laughs> what I meant. So then Van Helsing's eating with uh, Jonathan Harker and Mina. And then Mina's like, okay, so... um. I actually did an audio clip of this because this whole scene is so good. Mm. And then what he says after it is is pretty neat, too. So um, I actually did a thing on this. Doctor's ahead. Doctor? Yeah? How did Lucy die? Was she in great pain? Yeah, she was in great pain. Then we cut off her head and drove a stick to her heart and burned it. And then she found peace. Doctor! So, Mr. Harper, <laughs> I must now ask you... As your doctor, a sensitive question. During your infidelity with those creatures, those oh. demonic women, did you for one instant taste of their blood? No. No? No. No. Good. Not that I know of. Then you have not infected your blood with the terrible disease that destroyed poor Lucy. They tasted a lot of my shit, though. <laughs> doctor, you must understand. I doubted everything. Even my mind. I was impotent with fear. I know. 
but so. My favorite line. I know where the bastard sleeps. I brought him there to Carfax Abbey. Carfax Vampires do exist. And this one we fight, this one we face, has the strength of 20 or more people. And you can testify for that, Mr. Harker. But he can also control the meaner things of life, the bat, the rodent, the wolf. He can appear as mist, as vapor, as fog, and vanish at will. Now all these things Dracula can do, but he is not free. He must rest in the sacred earth of his homeland to gain his evil power. So now they're all gathered at Carfax Abbey. Right. And they're lighting torches and they're getting ready to go and they're going to go get Dracula. So Renfield's losing his mind over at the insane asylum. And Jack takes Mina over to the asylum for her safety. Why she's going to be safe in a mental institution, I don't know. But this is where she talks to Renfield. And then um, he says, the master is coming for you. And then he won't tell anybody who the master is. But um, he tells her, this is when he kind of, we're talking about, he gets that moment of clarity. Mm -hmm. And he's sane. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you need to get far away from here. You need to go. You need to run. You need to get out of here, you know. And then he's like, Jack's like, we got to go. Like, don't pay attention to him. He's crazy. And then he yells back, I'm a sane man fighting for his soul. And like, he says that. He says that almost for the whole, you know, the whole clip. Right. Yeah. Because he's just yelling. So here's my question. Maybe you can tell me this. Mm-hmm. They're going after Dracula. Mm-hmm. He's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Very strong one. Mm-hmm. Why in the living fuck are they going at night? Look. Every, and I wrote, every fucking vampire movie does this. We're going to go kill the vampire. It's middle of the night. Let's go. I've never understood that. So it was that. And then my thought is, so you're in a sand asylum. Right. Right. You know, you're. 10 feet from, you know, these guys getting sprayed with a fucking hose, right, you know, yeah. in, in, in a, a room. Right. You go to sleep. Like, right. you know, she, she nestled in bed like there was I know. A, like she wasn't in no fucking the well, asylum was, across was, the street well, from. It was Jack's, well, it was Jack's room, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, that was always weird too. But yeah, why the fuck are you trying to go after the, wait till during the day. So. We were talking about John Carpenter's Vampires. Mm-hmm. The book that is based on is called Vampires also. Gotcha. It's nothing like the movie. Mm-hmm. But Jack Crow and his guys would go during the day. Mm-hmm. Like the beginning of the book, there's a bunch of vampires hiding out in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. They show up with a fucking wrecking ball and just tear the whole building down. All the vampires just catch on fire and die. Like pretty much what they do in the in the movie. Yeah, the, but they, they just rip down the entire thing. Yeah, it's like... They didn't even have to go in after the vampires. They just demolished the building they were in. It was great. Damn. That's smart. You right. know, do that shit. You can go in the middle of the night and try to kill a vampire. So Vampire Bat Dracula is watching them, and they're destroying the boxes of dirt, and they're dousing them with holy water, and they're saying prayers over them and shit. Right. And he did this on... This was a distraction for them, so he could go get Mina. Because that's what he does. While they're doing that, he's watching them, and then all of a sudden, that green mist is moving across the thing from the abbey oh, towards yep. the insane asylum, and the first place it goes to is Renfield. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you betrayed me. He's like, no, 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 I didn't. He's like, yes, you did, Renfield. Did yes, you did. Do I look like and Dracula a bitch. don't like being betrayed. <laughs> uh, is Dracula a bitch? Why are you trying to fuck me like one, Renfield? <laughs> Dracula don't like being fucked. 
by anybody but, but Mia or Mina, <laughs> Mia, Mina. So then, um, he fucking the mist. This is kind of actually kind of funny. The mist just is slamming Renfield against the bars. Boom! Right. Boom! Boom! The last one, he like gets hit and then and slides. his head goes through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Van Helsing still exercising the dirt, and the green mist is coming in for Mina now, and she feels it, and she kind of sits up, and I said she's feeling it. She wanted it. She wants it. <laughs> and then he's on her. Mm-hmm. And she's saying she wants to be like him. And then he's like, you don't know what you're asking for. She's like, no, I want to be. Dude, she is fucking. She wants it. So hot. Yeah. She's little Caesars right now. She's hot and ready. Hot and ready. And uh, she's like, what are you? And he's like, I like this line. I am soulless. I am feared. I am death. And the way that he does it, like he cringed, he like he like he he's cowered away, yeah. yeah. And then he tells her, "I'm I'm the guy everybody's trying to kill." Mm-hmm. And now she's distraught. She's like, "Fuck, you murdered Lucy!" God, ah, she's all mad. She's beating on him, and she's like, "But I love you!" Like literally, God help she's me, torn. I love you. Yeah, torn. But so I said, "But she loves him," and I put, "Aw." So now the Slayers are burning shit. And it was all a distraction, obviously. Um, so Mina is telling him now she still wants to be like him. It doesn't matter. She said, you are my love and my life. So he bites her. And he drains her. And then he cuts his chest open so she can drink the blood out. And then she goes and she starts. So do you think he drained her right there? Because it just looked well, like he It has it. to be to the point of death, they said. Gotcha. Do you think that would was... But not kill her. Do you think that was in that moment of yes. death? Well, he had already drained her a little bit already. So, you know what I mean? So then she's sucking on his chest. His teat. Yeah, right? Because it looks... Look, it looks like he's getting head in this, it, in this moment. I was going to say... I almost put in my notes. Suck my dick till that shit turned white. <laughs> Go Thought to five. myself, <laughs> Mina Mina. <laughs> oh my god! So then, um, all of a sudden, he stops her, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I can't let you be cursed like me because I love you too much." So, with him doing that, right? Uh huh. Motherfucker, you're already too late. You bit her, and she has blood in her mouth. Right. That is yeah. it. Like, you're fuck already, you, mean like you're already there. she's she's already. Sucked your blood. Right. She is a vampire. You, like, that. That made me mad. Right. Because if if that was the case, you would have cut yourself. Then you would have stopped and said, "No, yeah, don't." It seems like you don't just ingest kinda, any blood. You just want to say later, "Well, I tried." I tried. No, motherfucker. You, know? you were twenty-seven seconds too late. <laughs> they like, late dollar short. We put the tip in. Right. <laughs> Oops. E- exactly that. So then, um, he's like, "I can't do this." And then she goes, "Just take me away from all this death." And he's like, all right then. And so she drinks more. So then uh, the Slayers bust into the room because they figured out what was going on. And Mina's on the bed, but Dracula's not there. She's just kind of moving around all weird by herself. Right. And Drac- Dracula knew they were coming. He kind of moved out of the way. And Keanu Reeves is like, bogus. Bogus. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's Mina. And he's like, well, fuck. So then Vampire Bat Dracula drops down. Yeah. And he's all fucking crazy looking. And he's like, you think you can destroy me? And 
Van Helsing holds up the crucifix and he goes, God, and he sets the thing on fire with his breath. Mm. And he goes, I, who serve the cross, I, who commanded nations hundreds of years before you were born. This is the one the trivia forgot about. <clears throat> Do you remember we talked about Dan Curtis's Dracula? Starring Jack Palance as Dracula. Oh, yes, yes, And Jack yes. Palance was such a badass. When they held up the crucifix, he just looked super annoyed. Like, ooh, I'm going to get you, Leo. In that movie, Jack Palance says, You think you can defeat me? I, who commanded armies hundreds of years before you were born. That is almost directly what he says here. Except he says, I, who commanded nations. But it was a direct takeoff of that Dracula movie right, right, with right. Jack Palance in it. Fucking awesome, because I love that. So then, um, this is the part I always kind of, we've been making fun of this since high school, where he, he like spreads his wings and he goes, look what your God has done to me. I had a friend in high school who was like, do you ever pay attention to that part? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you know what he means, right? I'm like, yeah, what? He goes, look at that part again closely. He goes, he don't have a dick. I knew that was. I knew that was. <laughs> was what. Look what your God has done to me. I don't have a dick. I can seduce any woman I want, but I don't have a dick to do I anything. I don't know because no, that's not beat, true. Because when he was the Wolf fucking, Man, right? He was giving it to Lucy pretty good. Yeah, that was just my friend said he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> he's like, he don't have a dick. That's what he's talking about. I'd be pissed off too. He's like a Ken doll, right? <laughs> So then he pulls a Debo and he goes, She's my bride now. My bike. It's my bride. She can stay at my house. Connery is like, It's like she's both our brides. Let's keep her in my house. Whoa. <laughs> so then um, he backs into the darkness. This is so cool. He backs into the darkness and all you see is his eyes. And they're like, Shine the light, the light, shine the light. the light. So they shot him a couple times, but it didn't really do anything. So then when they shine the light in there, it's just a bunch of rats in the shape of a person, and they all fall to the floor and start running out. So, if if I'm not mistaken, uh, doesn't th- doesn't that happen in End of Days, where uh, uh, Gabriel Burns turns into rats? Does he? I don't remember the movie well enough to remember it's, that. It's one of those. It's one of it's those possible. Uh, if it's not that, if it's not End of Days, it's uh, damn it. It's one. It's one of those where the devil shows up. Oh wow! And he turns into rats really? like that. Yeah. I gotta check. It. I gotta look that up maybe. So then they totally burn Carfax Abbey to the ground. Mm-hmm. So now nobody's gonna get their Carfax report. None. It fucking sucks. None. How do I know if, if my if my Chevy was in an accident or not? <laughs> Now I gotta call that stupid car fox. So anyway, Mina and Dracula, um, they have a bond. Like they can feel each other. They're connected now. He can see what she sees, knows what she knows. <laughs> anyway, so then Van Helsing talks to her, and that's when he's like, "Make no mistake, he must be destroyed." So he's like, he's saying she can only be saved if he dies now. Because she's only half, well, she's like not full vampire yet. Right. So if you kill the master vampire, you, Everybody. you cure. That's straight Lost Boys right there. Mm-hmm. So he hypnotizes her so she can tell him where he's at. And then she's like, he's going home. He's on a ship and he's old again now. Mm-hmm. And he's on a ship trying to get home again. So they are, are planning to travel to beat him there. And they were like, if we go by train, it'll be faster than going by boat. Because that's what Roman told us. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. 
And um, so they're trying to head him off at the pass, pretty much. And they're He's, like, we went from Paris to Budapest to Varna, and then Mina's in bad shape, and Van Helsing said her blood is dying. And look, on this part right here, this mm. is when, you know, Ozzy comes on. Crazy train. Yep. I'm hunting down a <laughs> vampire on a crazy train. I, I, I. Don't, 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 so um they said the ship sailed past the rock of gibraltar and across whatever and he's reading mina's mind so he keeps like outsmarting them like they got the ship to go another way and then they're trying to cut him off by horse now they're riding horses trying to get to the other place first and um Mina and Van Helsing separate from them, and now they're using Mina as bait because they're going to go back to the castle and wait for him. So he had his gypsies grab his box and go another route because he's reading Mina's mind. So Mm -hmm. they went around another way. So now they're still being pursued by the other guys. So now Mina is um, thinking Van Helsing looks pretty tasty at this point Mm because she's starting to vamp out. And they're out in the snow. And then the brides are calling to her. Because now she's one of them. Right. So she tries. She starts seducing Van Helsing. Which was really weird because he fell for it. And he started making out with her. <laughs> and then. um, Which is probably what he wanted to do from the beginning. Like you were saying. Right. So then. Is that a communion cracker he put on Look, her th- head? I promise you. That was what I thought of too. I it's was weird like, right? Okay. Because at first I was trying to tell myself, like, it's one of those saints medals or something. But it wasn't. It was literally like a communion cracker. He was like, blood is like And he was like, have some <laughs> communion cracker. <laughs> I looked and was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, on her head. And, and she's like, ah, and it burns. So then he sets a circle of fire around them to ward off the brides. So instead they go and they butcher all their horses. And Van Helsing's like, you crazy bitches. So as soon as the sun comes up, Van Helsing hits that castle and chops off their heads. <laughs> he was pissed about those horses. Oh, yeah. He's like, man, you can slaughter all the people you want. Don't touch my horses. Yeah, he cuts their heads off, and then he takes them over and throws them into the river. So what what was cool was when he did the, the Ring of Fire. Yeah. It, like that was bad. He fell into a burning ring of fire. Oh. It went down, 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 and the flames went higher. Like, look, and it burns, burns, burns. <laughs> but I like that ring of fire was dope. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But I always wondered, how did he light that? Well, the, the snow just caught on fire. Uh, you know, are we assuming he put some lighter fluid down? Yeah, that's what I assume. Mm-hmm. I always like when I first when I saw this movie. Like when I was younger, I always thought that blue flame. You know. Right. Was something to you know had something to do with that, but no, it doesn't. Right, <laughs> it doesn't. So then, um, a wagon of armed gypsies with the box are headed towards the castle. The sun is going down. The slayers are pursuing that thing with the with the gypsies on it, 
And it's such a cool scene because they're riding across that thing with the huge sun setting behind them. Mm -hmm. And it's like silhouetted and they're shooting at them and they're chasing them. And then they're losing. Oh, so I put they're losing daylight. Drac is losing gypsies because they're (laughs) shooting. Am I right? They're shooting the shit out of those gypsies. (laughs) I don't know why that is. That was because it's true. (laughs) Oh, damn. There goes another gypsy. I'm going to have to order more from the agency. Oops. There goes another gypsy. Oh, my God. So then Mina, all of a sudden, she's trying to protect Dracula. This crazy bitch can control the weather now. She starts commanding clouds, and the sun's starting to get covered with these heavy clouds. And and then um, it's getting all windy and stormy and shit. So then um, they made it to the castle. They get through the gates, and they all get through. And Jonathan jumps up. And um, Quincy gets stabbed by one of the gypsies. In the back. In the back. Because mm-hmm. dirty gypsy, that's what they do. Thin. So Jonathan jumps up and rips the thing off the box, and he's he's got him. Like, he's got him. Mm-hmm. Right there. Just then the sun goes all the way fucking down. Did Dracula pops out. Jonathan decides to be a badass and fucking slices his throat. Quincy jumps up and gets him with the Bowie knife and stabs him. And then he gets thrown. And then um, Mina stops them from finishing him off because they're all closing in on him at this point. Right. And then they realize that Quincy has sustained a lot of injuries and he fucking dies. He's like... "Uh, uh, So uh, my thought with uh, this is, was Dracula not powerful in this moment? Well, that's why he was trying to get back because he was—he had lost a lot of power. He didn't have his dirt anymore. He had to get home. Well, he was in a box of dirt. Right. But I think it because the sun he got was still. Throat, he got his throat sliced and he got stabbed with a Bowie knife. Well, I'm saying the—is the sun still technically up? Is no, still the, like, the sun actually set. So, so knowing that the sun set, you know, like this is—he was is, in a weakened state though. Uh, okay. I'll... That's what I was thinking. You I'm know. defending Dracula like he's my ex-boyfriend. He was in a weakened state, though. So, he, you know, he gets his <laughs> his neck cut, right? Right. And then the Bowie knife to the... It wasn't to the heart. No, but he lost a lot of blood. That's got to make some kind of difference. Because all through this, he keeps getting young because he's feeding on a lot of people. Gotcha. The boat, you know what I mean? And everything. But I I think just this this is where it's a little flat for me. I'm like, ah, uh, right. because he's... It's like, we got to wrap this thing up, people. Yeah, yeah. It, it it seemed like it was, okay, last 20 minutes of this, we got to make this boom, 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 boom. So, yeah, because then he's going inside, and they go to chase him, and Mina's like, no. Right. And stupid Keanu Reeves has the dumbest line of the whole movie. He goes, it's their time now. Our something. work here is done, but hers is just beginning. So that part, I was like... So you guys just chased them across and all And you're going to fucking... trust her? Right. The one who's lovesick and a vampire already, you're going to trust her to finish it off? Right. Really? Right. Putting an awful lot of faith here. Look, this la- these last like 10 minutes, I'm like, ah. Oh. Dude, she was dancing and drinking absinthe with him while you were crawling through the mud trying to get back to her. Right. Motherfucker. Right. So, okay, so now they're inside, and he's laying up by that cross that he stabbed in the beginning. And you look up above, and you can see the big portrait of them mm-hmm. on the ceiling of him and Elizabetha. 
and then um, it's actually it it it's the opposite of what's happening because he's holding her in the yes, picture. Yes, yes, and yes, that's a good point. That's yes. a very good point. So then he goes, "Where is my God now? Why has He forsaken me?" And then he's all like half beasted out mm-hmm. and gross looking, and then Mina kisses his gross face. Which I think would be the equivalent of, of kissing Thor, my pit bull downstairs. Gross. So then um, the light shines in on him at that point. And the statue that he stabbed at the beginning of the movie, the stab mark, all of a sudden it fixes itself. Mm-hmm. And you can tell like he gets young again. And it's like now he's human. It shows, you, see, you see like his, his, his face that was all messed up changes into him having a beard yes like in the beginning of the movie and then without a beard yeah so then he now like he's human again for whatever reason yeah and he says finish me and she kisses him one more time and drives the fucking thing further in he's like oh he's like i bet i wanted a happy ending this is what i meant (laughs) and he dies and then um she chops his head off just for safe measures. And then they show again, they show the picture of them on the ceiling and the credits start to roll. So again, <laughs> this like the last 20 minutes of this movie, it gets, it, you could tell they wrapped it up fast as fuck. Right. Because again, fell apart a little bit. I don't see how the fuck, you know, again, I, I know we're going to go with, you know, he's in a weakened state. Right. But, I don't know how he became human again from the light shining on him. But so, like, he got forgiveness from God. Is that what happened? Look, that, I'm going to go into that too because. Okay. So they slice his neck, right? Right. So, remember, he cut his hand. And he and shows his hand later, yeah, and it's right. It's healed. Right. So there's that, you know. So you cut him in the neck. As he pops out. So he popped out like a fucking jack-in-the-box just to get yeah. sliced. I cut your neck. Right. Like, you got to be like Wu-Tang and protect your neck, though. I'll protect your neck. So, he, again, he gets chopped right there and then staked. Fuck with red and methane. We'll break your fucking neck up. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's not staked in the heart. No. But I guess he's still in this weakened state. Right. Because he can make it all the way into this fucking crib. Right. You know, where he needed to get to with yep. the sundown. Yep. Doesn't that help him not be... I think at this point he was done. Maybe he just wanted to be done. I don't, look, I don't know. He's so like, then from there. He's like, I'm tired. He's absorbed. I work too hard, child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk the earth like Cain. Not, not today. <laughs> I'm going to have adventures like Cain on Kung Fu. So from then he's absolved of all of his sin because of love. Maybe love saved him. You know, love saved. That's love con- a good love, way to look, look at Love it. conquers all. Amor conquista todo. Mm. Love conquers all. So he says, because I, I think she says, you know, all it took was my love for him or something like to right. lift the curse or right. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, you just fucked up a 10 for me. It's love, man. I, look, I, love I, look this, love. it's a, they, they said in the, the preview that it's a, you know, romantic story or whatever. So real quick, I just want to touch on it after mm-hmm. the credits, because I sat through all the credits oh, and the Annie Lennox song and everything. Gotcha. Just to see what the special message was, and it's a Dracula game or whatever. Bram Stoker's Dracula, the video game, mm-hmm. coming to 
All Nintendo and Sega Genesis systems, including the handheld ones, mm. in the summer of 93. Damn. This was the end of 92. Right. We got to wait six months for the game. Damn. And uh, the game didn't look very bueno. Like, no, no bueno? Uh, it was kind of, uh, maybe back then it was cool, but I don't even remember this game. and I don't know. The anyway. funny thing is I can picture the Sega Genesis with the with this on the front. That, that cover, yep. Because yep. it's a black cartridge. Right. And it has just Dracula. And pretty much, uh, they showed like a couple of screenshots of like a Keanu Reeves character like fighting the vampire bat version of Dracula and him spitting the fire and shit like that. And, I, uh, if anything, I, I, I might have played it. Really? I might have. Wow. I can't I can't say for certain or not, but it, it seems very, very familiar. You may not remember the game, but you are going to remember what the movie that we're doing next week. All right. Wait, before we do that. All right. I forgot to do this. Scale of one to ten. What do you give this movie? Oh boy. You talked a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's an eight. It like Goo. It like it was it's almost a ten. But the ending, the last the ending, twenty yeah, minutes kinda of, kind of threw it off. It for it you. fucks me up. Yep. It fucks me up. Like there's there's plot holes that can they're not they're not a lot right and they're not like overly like too crazy right you can possibly fill them in you know especially if you know the book and stuff like that right. so you're like okay cool i can do blah 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 yeah. so from that standpoint i'm like all right cool but it's it's the ending for me that softens it up you. i'm gonna give this movie an 8.5 mm-hmm. just because i'm sick of always giving it the same number you give it but other than that <laughs> no other than that, um, the biggest reason, mm-hmm. this movie is so fucking beautiful. Oh, yes. It's oh, visually yes. stunning. Yes. It's a lot like Natural Born Killers. There's not one single regular camera shot mm-hmm. in this whole entire movie. And I love that about a movie. It's one of my favorite things about a movie. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, the cinematography, the editing between scenes, the weird film shit they did, the film noir shit they threw in. Yeah. And just for the very fact that... Almost every special effect done in this film was practical. Very old school. I love it. I absolutely love it. And that's that's him taking a chance on his son. Right. He was like, "Fuck these guys." If Winona had not had a nightgown running down those stairs, this movie would have got a nine point five. I just want to point that out. Dang. So she's naked. Is if she was running down those stairs, yeah, nine point five. Nine point five on the Richter scale. Oh, oh no. Speaking of, what would you give the BBG? BBG meter, but. Boobs, blood, and guts. For those of you that don't know, if you're not a regular listener, um, boob, bloods, and blood and guts movie. So meter. You see, we see what three pairs of titties in, in one there's, shot. I was gonna say there's a lot of boobs in this movie. There's you a know, lot of boobs in this movie. So there's that one. Uh, do we see uh, Lucy's titties? Yeah, a couple times. Okay, so I'm, every I'm, time she's riding around in that bed, her titties hanging out. I'm gonna go with a six. All right. On the boobs, okay. blood. A lot of blood in this There's movie. There's a lot of blood, especially blood. that fucking Lucy scene. It yeah. is just shining esque. Yes, very. I'm gonna go eight. All right. And not really many guts. No yeah, guts. I can't say there's any guts. No. no. So that seems. Reeves had legit. a lot of guts trying that English accent. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Shit. I assure you, I was impotent with fear, bro, <laughs> dude. It was not heinous. Right. Anyway, you. I give this movie on the on the boob meter. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it an eight 
Okay. Which is craziness, but just because one of those sets of boobs belonged to Monica Bellucci. Okay. And the other one was that whole, even though you don't see them, sometimes not seeing it's better. Gotcha. There's some that her running down those stairs Mm -hmm. were just, it was the same as Mercy standing on the stairs. Something about boobs and stairs, I guess. In the Warriors, yeah. Same thing. And uh, the boobs, when they were in this movie, Mm -hmm. were excellent. It was like they sent out a boob scout. It wasn't like the boobs from Vent Horizon where you could have just, please don't show me those pancake boobs again with (laughs) crazy ass red nipples on them and shit. Anyway. Yeah, and then as far as blood, I give it a nice six okay. for that Lucy uh, scene and then like all the blood splattering and shit that happened in this movie. Um, and then, yeah, no guts, uh, zero on the gut. No guts, no glory. Yep. You know, eh. Damn, I almost gave the next movie away before yeah, we were even done. So did. Let's segue into that again. Right. Let's check out what we're doing next time on the 700 Tapes Podcast. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. There are no experts. You probably know as much about possession as most priests. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that! The one hope, the only hope, the exorcist. Did that trailer terrify the shit out of you almost? Hell yeah. It's The Exorcist, man. Because when she was like, it's The Exorcist, man. It's right? the really real. It's the really real. You can't just be on there spinning your hand around, spinning pea soup. <laughs> pea soup. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, next time we are diving into William Peter Blatty's classic. The movie that had people fainting and being carried out of the theaters when it came out. The Exorcist. I hope you guys are scared, because we're scared, because it's Halloween. Happy October, everybody. Until next time, make sure you get an old priest and young priest in preparation for next week's episode. Damn right. For now, I'm going to leave you with a little concrete blonde. Bloodletting, the vampire song. I thought it was fitting for the end of Dracula. You guys don't know concrete blonde, shame on you. And for all you old guys out there, you're welcome. So I'm going to let you guys go now. 
We ran a little long. Thank you for hanging with us. Hell yes. I am Jasperino. This is the 700 Days Podcast on the behalf of myself and my co-host with the mostest, Mr. Roman Alvarado. We'll see you guys next time. We will catch you motherfuckers on the flip side. Peace.